So welcome back, everyone, to the two perception playthrough of the War for the Crown. And once again, our good friend Nell has provided us with a fantastic cliffhanger upon which to start our week. But leading up to that, let's do a quick recap of what happened last session. You guys started trying to rebuild Stockies, your new Tribune village, which went in some ways better than others. After Nell woke up naked and afraid and locked out of his own new mansion by some kind of douchey fairies, really. They don't seem like super nice people in general. You guys managed to befriend them, get some helpers on your team, figure out they were the ones who had been taking care of the manor in the absence of the Lady Alice Bettany anyway. And as kind of an apology to our naked friend, they gave him a sword. A, a pretty fantastic sword. Uh, for him specifically, if I do say so myself. But then, between the carpenter teams that the party themselves had hired from nearby towns and the carpenters sent over from Pensaris, they have a lot of manpower with which to start looking into things. On top of that, about a bajillion is, I think, the approximate number of random transients. That's not a real number. You shut up. You're not a real number. Of, Do you want to die? Do you? I will, I will find a way. <laughs> not in the mood. Don't test me, boy. About a bajillion <laughs> random transients and beggars showed up in the center of Stockies, just swelling the town far beyond any chance of actual capacity. And according to Piscom, they all flooded out of the beggar wood to the south, which technically makes them bandits. But that's a story we're going to deal with at another time. So is the snake that ate one of the foremen of the carpenter teams that Baron Akara had sent you when you told them to go start drawing up schematics for a new bridge. We're going to deal with that another time, too, because you promised Dame Crab you'd be at her house for tea this weekend. And it takes a couple days to ride there, and as Nell awoke, naked as the day he was born in the grass, being poked by a very confused construction worker, it was Friday morning. Wait, not Friday. What's the what's the Pathfinder word for fire Friday? Day. Fire day. Fire day. <laughs> of course it is. It was fire day morning, which means the weekend was fast approaching, and they had to go. And go they did. Quickly met up with Archbanker Lady Peril in the Abadaran Temple in Lothidar, and then made their way out to Moost, far off in the northwest, the opposite corner of Marat County from Stockies and Pensaris and the O'Kara Barony, to go meet up with Dim Crab and her lovely daughter, Subsenia, for some tea. Uh, gifts were pre presented. Nell did his best. They exchanged gossip and conversation for a while, and continued the work they had been doing on try to turn, uh, trying to turn Dame Crab at least friendly to them before they really start working on trying to get people in the county behind their, you know, overthrowing of the local count. <laughs> Go, the Utropia! <laughs> we're working for. But, uh, the night came and Nell had a great idea. Oh, it's a good re one. A request 
for the Lady Sepsinia to have her sit for a painting. He knows she was a patron of the art at least once. And as he headed over and everyone else was already asleep and tucked away for the night, he saw her leaving into the gardens of the hedge maze behind the crab estate. And he followed her. But again, can't really entirely blame Nell for this one. This wasn't the most horrible decision Nell has ever made. Admittedly, that would be a very, very high bar. But it is not the most horrible decision Nell has ever made. But as he followed her into the hedges, the further he got, the more twisted things started to get. The air grew cold and misty. The hedges themselves started to lose their well-maintained and trimmed shape and started to expand randomly in errant directions and went from being just raw hedges to a brambled mass of thorns and vines and it got altogether rather unfriendly and the last thing he heard before we left him was in the distance ahead of him a skittering, crawling sound of a creature with entirely too many legs for its own good or for his. But I believe Nell Stalwart, seeing as Stalwart is quite literally his last name, does not fear the unknown. You are continuing onward, my friend, or... I'm going to roll a wisdom save to see how afraid of the current situation he is. Because he is okay. drunk. He would not be thinking necessarily... He is drunk, straight. but he's got his sword, but he doesn't have his armor or his shield. But he does have a sword, at the very least. Well, let's go ahead and see. Yeah, go ahead and roll me a, a die here. We'll test Nell's general courage. That is oh. a solid... <laughs> He does a, not want to be That is here. a very he hard one. That you have pants. Just... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not even just low. That is wow. an actual solid one. He's uh, just noping oh, right and out And I think his. with that, nope. Nell nope. is going to turn and stumble nope. as fast as his drunk little legs will carry him back out of this hedge maze. I'm sorry, I seem to have left my not dying inside. Yep. Towards the murder. <laughs> he, he doesn't want to know. He heard the Perhaps noise, he's, he's gone. His sense has gotten the better of him for once. Perhaps he truly just does not actually want to die this day. But he dashes back inside, stricken with terror. And as you re-enter the crab estate, panicked as you are, where are you going, Mel? I would immediately go back to... Which one of you would I prob? We're we were all You're getting ready for guest, bed, yeah. so yeah, we're all still up in the. But they're yeah. all awake. Yeah, they were just as they were going to bed. You're like, I'm gonna go ask, Sepsinia something real quick. But yeah. if they're all still up, and you're all staring one like split guest suite, so mm -hmm. they'd all be around. If they're probably just milling around, talking, getting ready I to. Think also, want to note would... this is one of the first times in Pathfinder history that a hard one has possibly saved a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hard one yep. by a player. Wait, do you that's, have your nope, your nope sound squid? Nope. Oh, I, uh... Nope. I do indeed. I do indeed. You guys can't hear that because it's not playing through the, uh, the PC that has Sirenscape and everything on it. But, uh... I would probably run back to Baylor and, and Baylor! just... Yeah, just more creepy noises, more magic. <laughs> I don't know Baylor what it is. I need help. Dead? Like, what we're happened all in that room, aren't we? Dad! Yeah, um, <laughs> Dad, there's spider! Kill it! Kill it! You would all be uh, preparing for a sleep yourselves in this guest suite that Dame Crab had left you with. And it's now bolts into the room. His face! As white as his pants were previously. <laughs> you all know that something is very clearly wrong. Well, she turned you down that fast? And I suppose he would just do his best in his panic state to explain the, the weird hedges turning into thorns and in the skittering and the legs and the... And he's Sepsinia in the bushes, and he, he doesn't know. How much did you drink now? About three times as much as you. What did you do besides drink? Run away <laughs> from the noise. As he tries to explain here, it's easy to write off that he's drunk, but you can tell that he is, he is very terrified of something. He's, he saw, he, he's at least scared of something. He's not, and you've seen this man drunk for probably the majority of the time that you've known him. <laughs> Where's the girl now? I don't know. As soon as I tried to follow her, she disappeared and now I'm here. Well, should, should we try to go check on her at least? I'd See probably. If she's in her room. I was just about to go to sleep, guys. Come on, are you serious? What if she's in trouble? If there's something weird going on, maybe we should investigate. I'm gonna take the time to put on my armor. After yeah, Kahina's gonna start suiting up. This is not is this really a game. What's gonna happen here? You're Everybody's getting ready. Could we not uh, alert the uh, Dame Club? He's drunk, Dara. I mean, what are we let's, supposed to think? Let's what the check Subsinia's room all and right. go from there. As Nell's getting all his, uh, his armor, breastplate, and everything ready, and starting to put all that right. on. I swear, Nell, if this is a false alarm, you and I are gonna have words as Noi starts getting getting her armor back on and stuff. So you I have hope the impression that alarm. you just know where Subsinia's room is. You've never been here, and well, I Parthena saw where she is... took her things. Drunk Nell didn't know where he was going. He just thought he was going. Yeah, you know it's upstairs. I mean, you wouldn't have seen her, like, her... It's a quite a large estate. Like, her bedroom is not in view from the parlor downstairs. Yeah. So, you don't know necessarily where her chambers are. You know they're on I the mean, other side of the upper floor somewhere. I would want to take everyone outside. I wouldn't care about where her room is or if she's in her room. I want to go figure out if she's still well, in the hedge maze with that noise. Ten minutes to get your armor on. Uh, especially if you're trying to do it by yourself. Because suiting up takes a while. It's, this isn't like putting a shirt on. Putting on even medium armor. And there's all kinds of straps and getting pauldrons and greaves settled exactly into place so you have movement. It's All the plates are hooked together properly. Uh, it's meant to be 
You might have, like, a squire or someone help you, but, I mean, it can be done by yourself, but this seriously takes 10 or 15 minutes to put the heavy armor on alone. I'm not helping him. There's a stat for it somewhere, but, uh, the point is it's a while. Yeah, no, so. he's just gonna lean next to the wall and just wait as he's just putting his armor on. I'm just gonna kind of watch him continue trying to suit himself up. Kahina will help him. Well, you need help with yours, too. What do you- you are- I light. Very uh, light. Your light. Light goes pretty quick, then. You still have- I think it's two minutes or one minute to put on light armor. Yeah. So you get yours on pretty quickly, then you could help Nell get into his breastplate, because he is clearly spooked enough to be getting dressed. If I press it's four minutes to put on a breastplate. Four? Four minutes to put on a breastplate. That's with or without help. Without help. And then, so I think it's twice as fast with help, so it's two minutes. Yes. Okay. So with getting his help, you can get that on within a, a couple of minutes. And now suited up with your shield and your sword, Nell wants to go outside. Yeah. Well, we don't know exactly where Subsinia is. I know where I saw her. I don't know where she might be now, but I know I, I saw her in the hedge maze. Would Dame Crab not know the ins and the outs of this maze? Should we not alert her? If there's actually something going on, though, like there's something evil there, would it you want concerned, to put her in danger? But it concerns her daughter. Should she not at least know? We're going to wake her up because Nell was drunk again. Is that what we're going to do? We no. should probably go check on it first. If there's some reason that we need to go and wake her up, we can always go and wake her up. Maybe she has a map of the maze. Maybe we can wake her up, get the map, then go into the Why maze. do you need a map? Maybe she has it's a map a maze. of her backyard. <laughs> Follow the left. It's a maze! Every hedge maze is the same. Follow the left. Maybe she has a map Your hand of her on the left wall and walk. It's just real quick, Brit. Ever do made. we have a map of our backyard? <laughs> if it's a if it's a maze, and it could be, do you know how big this labyrinth is? This is a huge castle. We left can't even hand. find this woman's room. Left I mean, hand. Oh, no worries going outside. It's her room is one of a few rooms, but the hedge maze. I mean, you can see it in the backyard. It's about a hundred feet across. Like it's pretty square, so it's like it's a decently oh. sized yeah. feature. Left but hand. It's not, we're not talking like a sprawling series of city blocks or anything. If a drunk, outside. Yeah, if a drunk Nell was able to get to wherever he did in there, I'm sure we can yeah. all collectively Wasn't find terribly our way. Far, we find, we have right. Baylor. Baylor can do it. He can figure Baylor. out any maze. He's smart. Let's go. Kihina, I might take exception to that a little bit. You're smart too. You have survival skills. You smart can probably figure too, it out too. Yes, that's great. We gotta. I wasn't discounting you. I'm just saying. If anybody can figure out the maze, it would be Baylor, would it not? My feelings, Kahina. My feelings. <laughs> I will follow you then, Inori. I will. I will proudly follow. No, you. I don't want to inconvenience you. I really. I. I wouldn't want to do it. So by this time, she's grabbing Inori and I'm dragging Inori with her. Come on. <laughs> Let's go. If this Entirely dead. <laughs> unamused by this turn of events here, Inori does agree to follow. And the five of you now, in your gear and prepared for whatever, 
your drunk friend has found in the lady's backyard. I don't need any gear. I'm good. Okay, wizard. <laughs> you grab your walking stick or whatever. Walking, walking mage armor 24-7. Yeah, you cast mage armor. From the wand, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> shut up. You got ready. So you guys, uh, you head out into the hedge maze, and it looks normal enough. Perfectly fine until you start to head in. And you don't get very deep at all. Not far from where the entrance has disappeared out of sight behind you. Until it starts to lose its form. The hedges start to lose shape. You, your head spins and your sense of direction goes out the window. It gets cold and damp. And the thorns again start to spread out from the hedges and across the ground. And it sure would be nice to have a map right about now. <laughs> I don't think that this is on any map. Does appear to be something strange going on. And as you continue forward, you push your way, you start to have to push your way through the thick overlapping hedges and vines. And as you get to one particularly thick corner, as you start to move through, the plants themselves seem to unfurl out towards you, around you. And I need somebody to make me a combat maneuver check. Just CMB, right? Yeah, just a CMB roll. And uh, with a 20, you raise your shield up, swing your sword around a bit, way more concerned about, you know, dying and spooky things than you are about damaging the lady's shrubbery, and force your way through this corner, sure that these vines were intentionally grasping out towards you. But that would be crazy, right? That'd be insane. Uh, As the guy who actively casts Entangle... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Maybe not. Maybe not so much to you. Speaking of which, do these detect as magical? Uh, you have a pretty good idea there. You, you cast a detect magic and try to uh, swing that around the area here. As you take that back and forth, you can certainly detect a strong aura of illusion and a necromancy hanging over the entirety of the hedge system here. I would lead back to Baylor and tell him that as I picked it up. Not the kind of auras you want to come across. No. <laughs> Not inside the dark, spooky hedge. No. And you it starts all to... thought I was just drunk. No. It starts to get dark you. enough that uh, who has like lanterns or light spells right now? I have a lantern. Um, I think everyone does, except Dara, maybe. Dara, you have a lantern, too, you could turn on, I'm sure. Like, everyone's got lanterns or light spells on them. I'll put light on myself, yeah, or whoever needs I it. I will put light, I will put light on, um, uh, on Nell, on his breastplate. He's got a lantern. Oh, yeah, he's you probably want to put that on yourself. Oh, oh okay. Boop. So, as you keep 
pushing forwards, trying to get towards the center of a maze that now seems to sprawl out much further than it re reasonably should, based on how large it looked from the outside. The mist starts to thicken and to develop you, and it becomes almost impossible for you to see. Somebody make me a survival check. Dara. 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 <laughs> Get it. Getting. Dara. And uh, with a 13, blindly, all of you continue to try to push through this maze before you somehow burst out into the open. The mist clears. The brambles are gone. And with how hard you've been having to push and force yourself forwards, you almost stumble off balance into the open, back outside the maze. Turned us around. Do we have any We're way to... We're back at the beginning now? You are out to the side of it. Turn around and head back in. Uh... I'm going to say that that doesn't make sense because I stumbled right to the center. Well, you didn't, you didn't get to the center. You could see the center before you turned around. Or at least something that was like a large clearing or feature. But you hadn't gotten all the way through to it. So okay. the hedge maze entirely is a magical something or another. Something inside it is magical and is casting illusions. So I that thought we were just coming out here for tea, and now we got magical hedge mages and stuff. Like, what's going on here? What's really going on in this place? No one's concerned by this? I'm very concerned. Especially if he said Sipsinia was in the middle of this. Are we heading we back in? We need to party? try and find her. Heading back she, in. Yep. You turn around and push back in where you've just exited, trying to make your way, to force your will into this maze. You head back in, trying to take at least a few different turns as you push through the thorns and the fog until you reach a dead end around a corner. And you double back to go try a different path and find the path from whence you came seemingly equally closed off. Somebody make me a will save. I can try that. Oh, yeah. A hard 20 from this Baylor for do. a 26. This is what you do. This hedge behind you is illusory. Mm -hmm. And as you start to, uh, as you realize this and go to move through it, the whole illusion itself seems to fold and dissolve aside back into the sides of the hedge it had sprung from originally. Shenanigans are afoot here, certainly. You continue back, trying to find another path in towards the center, but nothing immediately becomes apparent to you. Somebody make me a perception check. I will try that one, even though I am the one. No, don't say that before you roll it. No, you are the two. two. Don't, don't <laughs> oh, undersell man. yourself. You are the two. I am the two. 
Uh, but as you look, you can't find any other fork off this same path from which you'd entered. Not even the one that leads back to where you'd entered originally. And you find yourselves once again outside the hedge maze on the lawn. Ugh. Well, I mean, we can't just give up. Let's at least give this a few more tries. <sighs> yeah, we gotta do it. Things start to anger me, though. Now determined, the party turns once more to head back into the maze, searching for a different entrance before you head back in, as that one had shown you no path. You walk around to another side, another seemingly innocuous entrance, and from here, the night is clear. Normal. Warm. Even. But as you head in, once again, things start to dim. As you walk down a straightaway, the corner doesn't seem to be getting closer. If anything, it seems to be stretching further and further away from you as you travel. Like you're in a dream, in an infinite hall. Somebody make me a spellcraft check. I can do that one. Yay. With a 17, you quickly throw out a detect, identify what this effect is, inform the party, steal your mind, and push through it, making your way up to the corner and turning and heading through. The hedges start to change entirely as you get deeper, deeper giving way almost completely to these upright walls of brownish brambles. Somebody give me a knowledge nature check. That would be me. <laughs> Good thing we have you here. <gasps> With another hard one. Oh, man. Giving you an 11. You can't identify what, what this is. These don't seem like natural plants. And you have no idea from whence they've come. But as you continue to try to push through them, they don't... Like I said, it's not a hedge maze. There's no paths or ways you can work through this easily. You try to find your way around them. And after a brief stumble, once again, find yourselves outside. This is really starting to get frustrating. As you stumble out, now once more, facing back towards Crab's estate proper... Inside, you can see the dim candle Sepsinia carries as she heads back upstairs. No? So she was out here. But how'd she get through that? Shall we try one more time to see if there's still anything in there? Is the huh? maze still magical? I won. <laughs> you want to head back in? Uh, I mean, she could be returning from something else. I'm wondering if she was an illusion walking in in the first place. That could be. Let's chase her. Just, just to... Into the house not. or into the... I, 
Nope, never mind. So she's gone back up to. I've already made to too many bad decisions today. She's she's gone back up to her room. You'd have to like if you're going to be going inside up the stairs and like knocking. Back her into the maze one more time, and I'm gonna cast uh, detect magic. Yes, Ms. Kahina wants to go back in the maze. Let's do. As you head back into the maze and you cast your detect magic and swing it around as you walk through, whatever unsettling effect had overfallen the maze previously no longer appears to be present. You don't sense any sign of magic throughout this maze at all. And though the inner parts of the maze do appear to be somewhat overgrown and ill-maintained, there's no signs of any of the effects that were previously hindering you from making your way through. Near the center is what was probably once a picturesque gazebo in construct of stark but peeling white wood, uh, overgrown now with wild thorny roses. Is the okay? Maybe it was the girl that did, caused this somehow. Nell, I think you need to have a conversation with her. I think that the best option for us would be to try again the next chance we get. Don't let her know that we were here messing with this because whatever that was, we need to figure it out. But it's not detecting as magical anymore well, since she's not in it anymore. I feel like given what we know with uh, Sepsinia's history and from you saying that you felt a strong pull of necromancy, what if she's haunted? What if there's something actively haunting her? After this, I'm convinced there's something more to the girl we need to figure out. All right, I say we, if we want to try this another night, if we want to see, then we have to convince Dame Crab to let us stay another night. So I suggest we make our way quietly back to our room. Do we really want rest. to stay another night here, though? While you're I mean... here really quick, though, why doesn't one more person roll me a perception check? Just while you're all here in the center of this maze. I mean, is there any reason more than one of us couldn't? Or take 10? Uh, actually, yeah, actually, I guess this is the categorical definition. I always forget take 10 is an option. That's why I have your your stats here. I mean, yeah, while we're sitting here talking, so we should probably uh, be yeah, just looking around. Yeah, because Dara, that gives you a 20, right? Because you have 10 perception now? Uh, probably? All right, yes. well, I, have, I, I think that's right. I would just love with the character. Uh, I have right. 11. You have 11 now. Even, even better. better. So that gives you a 21. So uh, as you uh, as you stand here and talk, you're looking over this area, the gazebo and the roses, and you see that there is a couple of objects on the gazebo itself in this like overgrown brush. Uh, what appear to be a few very fine pieces of china, gold-trimmed white plates uh, that were surely once beautiful but are now chipped and worn that have been out here for who knows how long and upon them are some moldy biscuits and breads 
and you see a scrap of cloth in like sticking out from one of the thicker brambles inside the gazebo just around one of the uh, pillars supporting the roof I'm gonna I'm sitting there as I'm looking at all this stuff I'm gonna look that's at the Dara party sees that. Dara gets that with a take 10 oh Dara's did that's all Dara never mind <laughs> oh uh, he'd probably reach over and pull out the piece of cloth as you grab it and pull on it it appears to be a pant leg with somebody still wearing it. And uh, as you you kind of freeze and the, the color drains from your face a bit and you already have it in your grasp and you just pull a little more and out from this rose bramble comes an entire body dressed as one of the servants here at Dame's Crab's place who has been dead for quite some time. Can we tell how dead he's how long it's been? How long he's been dead? Skill check. What skill check would that be? Heal. Heal check. I don't have it this time. Perhaps somebody can tell us. I think Dara, Dara's actually got that. Oh, yeah, now he with does. A hard 20. Dara is now very interested. He is in now this. a coroner. A 27. <laughs> this body has been dead for two, possibly three months. Wow. Okay. And it looks like it's been here for all of that time. <clears throat> and now standing looking around a little more sharply at the area around you, you can see that he is not the only one. There's other bodies. There are three, four corpses scattered around this central clearing, all almost entirely pulled away into these bedraggled shrubs, tucked underneath their brambles and their branches, or underneath the tangling vines of the wild roses on the gazebo all looking like they were dressed as servants or gardeners I think we should come back again tomorrow I think we should have a conversation with Dame Crab Crab. right now there's bodies here now yes and I'd like to figure out what is making them there's a chance that it could be Dame Crab. I'll tell you what's making him. Someone's killing people. We can't be having that. It could potentially be Sepsinia. It's unlikely, but it could potentially be Dame Crab. No matter who it is, I want to see what it was that did this. I feel like... That's why we should talk to the house owner. It could potentially be something that she knows about, though. And that would get us nowhere except ruin our chances of figuring out what did this. Well, if it's something she knows about, I mean, there's still dead bodies here, man. We have to confront her one way or the other. About it. Some way, I, I can't turn my eye. There, there's dead bodies laying in the hedge base. Because if she doesn't know about it and it becomes a shock to her, then... Yeah, if anything, we're helping her out. Because if it's not her, you know, it, then she's innocent. Taylor, you're awfully quiet over there pondering this. What are you thinking? 
He is thinking. I don't know to be sure. So, the choices are play dumb, convince her to let us stay another night, figure this out on our own, or take the bodies back so that they don't. (laughs) Magically go missing. What are we talking about here? I can't. I can't play dumb to this, guys. There's dead bodies laying in this lady's backyard. We have to. We have to ask her what's going on here. And, I mean, you, Dara, are you? You here in your mind, Inori? How long have you been hunting bounties? Your noble friend here has got a point. If the crabs have got something to do with this, and they get wise that we know the first thing that's going to happen is everything goes to ground. You know how to do your damn job, girl. So, what do you guys think? I still think we should wait till we have evidence. I mean, I don't think it would be hard to convince her to let us stay another day. We could always tell her we want to look at the cranberry bogs because we want the brewery to make wine. We'd like to make cranberry wine. That would be a reason for her to let us stay. Yarn brings up a good point. If we, if it truly is the sword, and she's behind about it. Yeah, my sword. Come on, guys, keep up. Okay. We probably should uh, maybe not say anything. I'm not crazy about the idea, but it's what we have to do to, to get the truth, and that's what we do. Dara. I am still unsure if we should not confront the lady although i am not well versed in magical things so it is not my place to say baylor we need to figure this out one way or the other if we investigate on our own at first we can always say something to her later if we say something to her first we may not get the opportunity to investigate by ourselves so so we stay one more night. I'm sure you can convince her into letting us stay one more night, Kahina. I'm sure we do. can. Nell, I'm sure between you and me, we can convince her to let us stay one more night. Oh, I'm, I'm sure that's going to be the easy part of this circumstance. The okay. problem is, how do we get in here? As we've seen, it's not exactly easy. We just need to be more determined, and we can get it done, I believe. We know now what we know we're going into as well. Yeah. Are there spells you can prep for that would help us with this? I have some things perhaps could help. We can discuss it another time. Let's go back to the room before we're discovered. Put the body back in there. (laughs) We're not moving them, so... She didn't pull the body out. She just pulled on the the paneling enough to see that there is an entire body in there. She tugged enough on it to see what it was. Yeah, Yeah, there was... The paneling, and the explorer's like, oh, that's a dead body. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we could even be a little sly in some of our uh, uh, questioning, or our our talks, maybe find out about getting good help. (laughs) It seems she talks about having a high turnover. (laughs) Oh my goodness! Of servants. No well, don't tip be her. Sleeping tip easy her. No, tonight, no. girl. Obviously. Not much is clear. I didn't catch that. I said no one's gonna be sleeping easy tonight. Not even you, pal. 
gonna want to keep an eye out. This suddenly got more interesting than tea with your new noble friends. Well, isn't that the truth? So, back to the rooms, set up some watch. I don't that was think CR watch so will like, be necessary. That, but there. Yeah. I, I don't think watch will be necessary. I'd imagine whatever this is is meant to be concealed. I disagree now. Better safe than sorry, my friend. We have no idea what we're dealing with or who we're dealing with. So better to watch our backs than to just trust the fact that nothing is going to happen. So are we heading back into the uh, manor then? Back into her estate? Well, I mean, we probably have to go to sleep and talk to her in the morning. Yeah, I'll back inside and back up to your room to continue getting ready for sleep as you were. Are you setting up a watch or are we all going to sleep? I mean, if Anori thinks that we should take a watch, then I don't mind taking first. So keep in mind, anyone who takes a watch, the way Pathfinder mechanically, you can you can just stay up the whole night yourself because there's not really like a way to divide it up when you're only getting a normal eight hours of sleep so if you don't sleep I believe it's a fort save or it's just straight up fatigue it's one of those two things I believe the fort save is an alternate rule remember we talked about that yeah, we did, but I don't know where we ended up on it. Is it that you're just straight up fatigued if you don't sleep for the night? I was Baylor, pretty sure you're just straight fatigued. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with what Baylor says because he's usually right about Pathfinder rolls. So, uh, since there's... What I'll let you guys do is we can do, like, a mix of the two. If you want to have, like, a watch where you stay, like, you get to sleep for four hours and then you trade off, the two people that are sleeping for four hours can make fortitude saves against fatigue. But if you want to just stay up and be the watch yourself, you are guaranteed to be fatigued, but it's just you. So you got options. Well, I mean, I suppose that's just a discussion between me and Dara, then. Why Why us? Because you're not spellcasters. Need... Yeah, we don't need to recharge our spells. Yeah, the, uh, the oh, magic people here that... most definitely need the, the daily rest to get their spells prepared. Oh, I was thinking since we weren't magical and we couldn't do anything if something magical snuck up on us we could go to sleep. But now that you say that no, I the think casters, The casters explicitly need eight hours of sleep to be able to get their spells the next day. So uh, okay. Okay. It's, well, uh, it is up to you two. Yeah, I'll take the fort safe. So uh, Nell and Dara agree on a watch now. Somehow more terrified to sleep inside their new friend named Krabs Estate than they have been at any other point in this campaign so far. <laughs> Not the spooks we thought we were going to be running into, but spooks nonetheless. And as the... What are you rolling? Oh, we're not there yet. Oh, I guess we can. Oh. I guess we can. I guess we can just roll. No, that's fine. We can get him out of the way. So uh, the next day, Dara, you will be fatigued. So on your character sheet, open up conditions and just check fatigue. Then it'll automatically do all that for you. Uh, it's 
gonna nerf your decks, so it just means you'll do everything a little worse. And you can't, you can't charge. Oh no. <laughs> you can't charge people in combat today. Uh, now you'll be fine. All that wine really paid off for me. Yeah, he's so <laughs> drunk, he's basically unconscious while he's awake. <laughs> so as the rest of you, caster people and Dara's, if Nell's taking the first shift here, lay down for the night's rest. Siaran speaks to you again, Honori. You know, it's interesting. Never thought you'd end up following so directly in your father's steps, I must say. What's that supposed to mean, sword? I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> what do you think it means? What are we out here doing? So you're saying this was the same path my father walked? You really haven't stopped for one minute to think about your situation since you got wrapped up in all this, have you? A lot been happening really fast. Use your head, girl. Look at who Martella picked. One of the top wizards running in the senator, uh, senatorial circles in Casimir. A graduate from the Kitharodian Academy. The face of recruitment in the damn capital. And one of the only noblemen in the whole city not tied down by the political game. And a random bounty hunter from the Narrows? You're smarter than that. What are you trying to say? She has some ulterior motive here? <laughs> you know her motive. There's no news there. Yeah. But how do you fit into it? Hmm. These political games don't move quick. War is slow. Even a shadow one. You think this whole loyalist-imperialist split's been going on for all the two weeks you've been involved? Maybe you are wasting my time. So you definitely feel there's more to this than she's letting on, obviously. You're still not putting it together, are you? You're just so vague, Siaran. You're just so vague. Think about it. Get back to me. I'm sure you can work this one out on your own. And with that, you hear nothing more from your sword, even if you attempts to press him further. Oh no. Nori's gonna have a harder time sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, after a watch switch halfway through the night, you all awaken. Dara having already been awake since the wee hours of 2 or 3 a.m. is very much tired and Definitely feeling the effects of his fatiguing night of not sleeping. But you awaken that morning. And even before sunrise, as you go through your daily preparations, there is a knock on the door to the suite that you are all sharing. Uh, 
Well, nobody wants to mess with this anymore. They don't know what's going on here at Dame Crabs, and nobody's interested in opening the get stamped door. They knock again. All right, here she goes. She always answers the door. Kane is gonna go Stand answer up, the door. That's and... my official title, door opener. <laughs> You're the face. I you open so many doors for us. I do open really so many doors. <laughs> and she opens the door to a pair of Dame Crab's servants uh, wielding several trays of boiled eggs and fruits and tarts and uh, several pots of coffee and various teas. And they bustle them into the room and lay them out on the tables in the central chamber of your suite before bowing and Letting you know that Dame Crab awaits in the parlor whenever you are ready. And thank them very much and tell them that we uh, will rouse the others and we will be down uh, as soon as possible. Do I smell coffee? Mm. You most certainly do as you make your way out. It is oh. not exactly hard to find. All right. Um, I'm going to take and Nell will appreciate this. I'm going to take some of the tea that we were given and uh, I'm going to cast uh, Tears to Wine on Oh baby, this. you're going to cast Make the Tears More Alcohol. Well, I'm going to cast Let This Help Us with all of our all of our uh all of our checks here. Our influence oh, checks. Fair. Our fair influence too. checks. How long does that last? That Ten fair? minutes per level. Um. So, if we I, drink this like right before we leave to go talk to Dame Crab. Yeah, you you need something that lasts at least uh, for the influence at the nobles' estates. You need something that lasts at least twelve hours for it to uh, have an effect. I mean, you can. You can use that, and I will... It'll be like an hour. Like, yeah, it, it'll help, but to get, like, a mechanical on-the-roll effect... Let me look at what it actually... Do you have... Oh, you have to click... You yeah, just put it, it up. Let me see. This turns non-magical liquids, meter wind of average quality. Become sharp-minded and clear-witted, getting plus two enhancement intelligence and wisdom-based skill checks. And that lasts... 50 okay. minutes. 50 minutes. Okay, we can work with that. We can work with that. So you cast a quick spell over one of the pots of tea here, turning it into something much, much more needed after your night out in the gardens, doing whatever it is you were doing. And uh, anyone who consumes that does, of course, feel their mind sharpen a bit and their focus narrow. Drink. I like it. I will to have a sip. This is how I start my morning. Alcohol. More of a coffee person, but if she insists, I'll have a cup. Yeah. It doesn't mean you can't drink your coffee, too. It's just saying I'll this. I'll just be peeing all day. That's fine. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> so. Did you say something, though? I was going to say, Andara should uh, help yourself to a couple glasses of coffee. I was going to say, I thought you said something. I was like, that was just incredibly quiet was all. Yeah. But, uh, 
I, the fatigue checks will matter for this. Yeah, I know. Just after the copy. Because I did it earlier, so. But after you have taken the time to prepare, get some breakfast here, wake up via coffee or magically enchanted alcohol or whatever, <laughs> and spend an hour to prepare your spells for the morning, assuming that is something that everyone is going to do before we go downstairs. Well, two of us are going to do that. Well, two of you. Oh, yeah, Bard's not prepared. <laughs> two of you are going to do before you head downstairs. Taraka just pointed something else out. He said that it had a bunch of tarts and eggs and stuff. So I, like, turn around, and there's nothing but eggs for everybody else. Because I have all the tarts. <laughs> well, you guys uh, make your way downstairs into the parlor where Dame Crab is already waiting and more than excited. Why did that roll? Oh, because I didn't have the other uh, roll 20. <laughs> I was like, so what? Just, rolling? No, I just farted out the last die. Because if I don't have that, the window active, because I've got like 20 billion tabs of while I'm doing this, then it'll it'll roll it when I tap back into it. That was Mel's board saved from forever ago. Don't worry about it. Stop metagaming. You need dice roll. I'll just shut my face. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you're downstairs where Dame Crab and uh, Sepsinia are down with uh, a few books. Sepsinia has the, the painting set that you'd brought her laid out in front of her. Uh, opened up so she could look through all the various uh, brushes and pieces involved. And as you come downstairs, they both rise up and Dame, her hands folded, or Dame Crab, her hands folded, but her massive smile always on her face. Oh, fantastic morning to all of you. I hope you found the accommodations acceptable. At the very least. Oh, it was wonderful, of course, of course. Do, uh, I, I really did adore the tarts you sent this morning. You must tell me where, what bakery or, uh, have the recipe so that I can have them back at home. Oh, see, that's, that's, there's the pride of moose. It's actually a local bread. Almost all of those taste regardless, make no mistake, are distilled from the cranberries out around the estate itself. Uh, it's a staple, and they can do wonderful things with them. It's it's incredible. All, all kinds of tastes and palates from one single type of berry. It never ceases to amaze me, even though I've lived my whole life here experiencing these things. It's, it's like magic, it is. Do you know, uh, Nell and I were just talking about that last night when we were retiring. I, I, I hate to ask this, but could we impose on you for one more night? We just had this wonderful idea. We would love to tour the Cranberry Bogs because uh, starting the brewery, other than just mead and stuff, we were actually thinking about doing some wines and we would love to look into purchasing some of the cranberries and stuff from moose so we could uh make a moose themed cranberry wine i see you again just claps your hands together oh that's so exciting i'd love to but i i'm afraid that this afternoon i was writing for lothidar i i had a previous engagement where i needed to be tonight so unfortunately i, I won't be able to host you any any further now but you're more than welcome to send a message at any time and come up to the town or speak to any of the local farmers or bakers themselves uh we have a tavern in moost actually that specializes in a very similar thing i'm sure they'd love to talk with you about their craft they mm. have very little opportunity to talk to other brewers as the nearest is well again far out in Voinum's barony which is a decent distance down the road. There, there's mm. Soto on the way, but it's 
I don't believe they have any sort of an inn, and they're really just generally not a very friendly sort of people. Have you been to Sato, by the way? No, we have not had the chance to uh, to venture out that way yet. Oh, you'll have passed on the way here, I'm sure. It's Let's... it will be easy to miss. It's it, it's very much a small circle of houses uh, so much ah. as it is an actual town but from what i hear they've been a lot of trouble and baroness voinum's having to step in personally to cover them they haven't been really? paying their taxes i hear for for over a year Ooh. what's interesting is that excuse after excuse they give for whatever reason the baroness herself seems to take pity on them and has been personally paying for the entire hamlet hmm that is very odd indeed. Why would she do that? Why would she do that? <laughs> the the Baroness, bless her heart, it's in the right place, I'm sure, but she's she's a very different governing style to many of the other barons and the count and the other tribunes in the county. She likes to take a much more personal hand. I, I don't... I mean... I don't right know why they're just peasants, after all, but she cares so much about them. Hmm. It's adorable, really, but uh, I can't imagine caring so much about the goings-on of commoners. It's very true. It's like what Pytherius was saying. I, I've heard, actually, the imperialists... If you, you've heard i'm sure from apara your even understanding of what's what's been goings mm. on with the the crown and everything the the this imperialist party that that seems to have sprung up now they understand where the focus needs to be they know that not everyone can profit from every decision and there's a hierarchy the, some people sometimes have to make sacrifices for the greater good of the people that matter. Uh, us, of course. Uh, Alright. I think it's time to do a little diplomacy on that. What do you go... Oh, you want to, uh... To, you want to take your influence for the, the morning here? Yeah, for... Alrighty, so... Stepping yeah. in, not necessarily bad-mouthing Pytherius, but being like... Yes, but at the same time, if you have no one to govern because they all die of starvation, then, yeah, kind of. The, 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 the devil's, the devil's advocate argument. Right. And, uh, with a 27 on your diplomacy, uh, does anybody else, and since this is these, these longer term, because this is the entire morning of, uh, gossiping and talking with Lady Crab here. And the first that I mean, she brought it up, so you got open season here. The first that you've really gone into trying to push your objective in Marat. Mm -hmm. uh, to trying to sow that loyalist sympathy and support for Eutropia, because so mm -hmm. far doesn't really seem to be there. All of you can make your checks, and for these again, we take whoever rolls the highest, and then an assist from literally everyone else. So we can get a very, very boosted roll when we come to visit these nobles. So go ahead, everybody, go ahead and roll me 
uh, whatever influence you want to use for a crab over the morning. And I believe you have all of her various checks. A 20 from Dara, a 22 from Baylor, a 15 from Anori, and Nell topping us off with a 25. So Bard gets to keep her barding license. She's the <laughs> highest. So 27 with all these assists ends us up at a 35, which is pretty gooster. Which will give you another. I assume you are going to take the double success. Yeah. Because you have nothing left to learn about the lady crab. Mm-hmm. And as you talk to her, you get the feeling over the course of the morning as you uh, stand around and Nell takes at least, I'd imagine, some opportunities to fork off of this to Sepsinia as much as he can. Uh, two interesting things. One, Nell, do you bring up last night at all? No. No, that was our whole plan was not to bring it up I know, at I'm all. just double-checking because this is the whole morning and you easily could if you wanted to just, you know, do Nell things that anyone else noticing. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> no, no, he's playing by the books this time. Okay. Regardless you can talk of... to Sepsinia, though. Yeah, re I, I assume you are going to still talk to Sepsinia some. Yeah. Uh, regardless I'm of whether... Ask her whatever, like, how she likes the kid. Like, if she, show, if she if saw you or not last night or anything, she is not acting... Nope any different than she has any other time you've interacted with her. Nothing of nothing has changed. She doesn't seem, well, any more awkward than usual. And uh, she does express great happiness with the gift you've given her. She likes it a lot. It's just in her own little Sepsinia way of being very, very closeted and shy about it. And as you, all of you, talk to Dame Crab over the next few hours into the early afternoon. You get the feeling that she doesn't really know a whole lot about the political scene other than what she has literally heard as, like, gossip from people. She she's just repeating things from other people. She's just repeating things that other people have told her. And these opinions very much seem like the Count's opinions. Hmm. And as she is very much the socialite here to play the game, it makes sense that she is just echoing what the Count is saying. But she has no real conviction with it. She is not dedicated to it at all. She's not and married she, to it. Exactly. And she doesn't see anything wrong with your explanations and your loyalist sympathies and how what the hell is wrong with you they're also people you are and in fact as you talk to her and you all express these similar opinions she starts to wonder if this is what everyone is starting to think and beyond that you explain more than anyone else does. Because usually she talks... Like, it's the socialite thing. She talks to people. They agree with whatever the Count thinks because they like having jobs and baronies, <laughs> etc. Everyone agrees it's a good old happy circle. But this is one of the first times that hasn't happened. And as you actually explain some of the beliefs behind what you believe you feel like you're making an actual impression. And perhaps for the first time, uh, Dame Crab is considering 
her position rather than just parroting what she's been told. Beyond that, she's very much interested. And she really likes you guys. A lot. Uh, she likes hanging out with Kahina because she believes you to be similar people. She likes Nell for reasons I don't think I have to explain anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and she generally enjoys the rest of your company. To the point where you don't really feel like uh, just direct influence roles are going to do anything with her anymore. And that she is as helpful as, as she is going to be. Yay! So, at some point in, in this whole ordeal, I would like to send forth that offer to Sepsinia from the previous evening. And she... As you as you talk, uh, offer to her uh, that you want her to, you want to paint her. She was just again, very caught off guard, similar to when she had gotten the gift the previous night. I, I, I very much appreciate the offer, Sir Stalwart. It's, it's it's very gracious of you, but of course, I'm out there. I'll be writing for for Lothidar later this afternoon, and she doesn't enjoy when we host guests in her absence. She, she, she very much likes to be included, so... Uh, well, I do, of some... course, mean the next time we, we come by. Dara be hearing any of this, or no? I mean, I'm not hiding it from anyone. Yeah, this is just, like, conversation that's happening, like, around as you're hanging out with the crabs. It's like, uh, perhaps at a, at a later occasion, uh, perhaps, so, so Stalwart. I consider that progress. Can I pull over, like, Dame Crab? <clears throat> and oh. just be listening? <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So I'll I'll pull her aside and be... It, is, it has come to my notice, Madam Crab, that Nell is... Nell is a very, very good friend of mine. Yes. And I've seen a spark between him and your daughter. I do not wish to overshare, as this is not widely known information, but Kahina is actually my second wife. My first wife <laughs> died. Uh, she was mil in the military, and she died, and I was heartbroken. And there was nothing that could bring the spark back to me. And, and uh, this Dem Crab is for once, for the first time you've ever seen, very quiet. Well, the second time, I suppose. Because last night kind of hit her a bit, but, but last night she's, again, like before, when she was talking about Subsinia's recent uh, problems, she's very quiet. She just kind of nods, doesn't verbally confirm or anything. And I see that spark in Nell and your daughter. And I think this is an opportunity that we cannot uh, pass. He could light something in her. <laughs> and... <laughs> and... It's serious! Let her talk! Um, and I think this is not an opportunity we should pass up. Is there any way one of my friends has a raven that could send a message to Lothidar? Is there any way that we could maybe change this to help this along? And, uh, damn crab. To let us stay, is what still, you're saying. Uh, yeah. Still, uh, unsure with your 
I I had seen them them talk, of course. Uh, first at the Jubilee, and now here, this this gift he brought. It's that's a the gift of love. It's not simple flowers. It's not candies or chocolates. It's something that shows he he knows her, or at least wants to better. And it it's a true gift of passion. And, and I must admit. It's intriguing. Do you not I don't... see her spark? Look at her smile, even so gently. At this point, as they're talking, the spark would be Sepsinia's beet red <laughs> face as she's trying to but figure out how to talk. But she's actually talking. But she's talking. She's talking. Well, she doesn't talking. hear all this. Dora pulls her off to a side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you, you can see her as she's trying to uh, find a way out. <laughs> of this thing. He was previously smiling about the paintbrushes, though. She was. I mean, and now she's, she's, like, it's awkward. She's not unhappy with it. She's just very, very, very withdrawn as a person in general. And, uh, Crab... Oh, heavens, you're right. I can't, we, we can't stand in the way of this. <laughs> Besides, I, I trust the group of you. I don't expect anything will spontaneously go missing. You've been nothing but wonderful since the moment you arrived. If you wish to stay here one more evening uh, in the guest suite before you ride back for stockies or whatever it is you, you wish to go, by all means, please. I would love to see this young bulb flourish as it possibly could yes you know what one thing that i i don't actually know is how old sipsini is i'm assuming she's like 24 <laughs> yeah she's like probably our age like okay. crab's a bit older crab's probably in her late 30s but uh sipsini is probably our age she's like early 20s early okay. mid 20s she's young but she's not like 16 no i just i figured she was i just wanted to confirm yeah, she's she'd probably be a little bit younger than no i'm gonna say she's like 22 okay he's 28 so that's not bad a little bit younger than no uh, yeah. so what you're confirming for later is that what you're doing right now <laughs> <laughs> time out is this legal all right cool Mel's <laughs> like wait a minute I'm, i mean it's, it's a real, real thing half your age plus seven. Oh man oh man that actually doesn't hit 22, you know. No. That, right? <laughs> By the way, RP the hard 20, which just happened on your face. Yep. No, no, that was that was fantastic. She absolutely agreed to let you uh, stay in the game. And I was going to do I mean, the same thing, but at you this murdered point, it. So at this point, she trusts like she trusts you guys. Whether that's dumb or not is on her. She's known you for one week, but uh, she she. <laughs> trusts you guys in that she has no reason not to trust other local nobility and that she does thoroughly enjoy your company and she is all the way up and helpful attitude wise so yeah she'll let you guys set her night but she's gonna leave she has to ride out in uh, an hour or so to leave but leaves uh most of her servants of course stay at the estate just to bring her entire flock with her when she goes to Lofi Dar she brings well, the ones few, that are alive anyway but not her, <laughs> not her flock so uh she leaves her she agrees to leave her servants on staff uh to 
provide a meal for you and sends a few out into the town as she hadn't expected to need to feed mm-hmm. more than one tonight uh, to gather what they need for the night's dinner and the morning's breakfast with the expectation that you will then ride out to wherever it is you are going tomorrow morning. Damn Crab is more than happy with this, as I don't think anybody wants to see the Nell and Sepsinia ship work out more than Dame Crab does. <laughs> so... Better give a that. hand for Wingman Dara. Mm-hmm. Wingman Dara. <laughs> High five. Too bad Kahina and Dara are really married, because he'd get some after that awesome performance. My first wife died. It was tragic. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say no, but... <laughs> Level like I said, 10. by the end of this, they're gonna forget that. Wait, we aren't really married. Wait, what? Level ten wingman. Let's hear it for Dara. Yeah, <laughs> hitting the nail on the head, and she spends most of the rest of the hours she has making arrangements to make sure that you are provided for and comfortable during the extra night that you're staying. Kahina would help her where where she could, and she would also like see her off. Like she would go out and making arrangements mostly means sending servants around. To servants do out. She's not. She's not actually doing anything. Yeah. But uh. <laughs> but like, she makes like, a big throw in some stuff. She's like, oh, we like this for dinner. Well, grab some of I mean, that. <laughs> I mean, if we're actually spending the day here, I suppose Nell's gonna go into town. Yeah, like Kahina would go and. I wouldn't mind going into town if we're staying the day. Yeah, and shortly, uh, shortly into the afternoon, midday, around two or three p.m., uh, she would take her carriage and a ret- uh, little retainer of servants, and you would see her off, and she would depart to head to Lothar. So you would have the afternoon and the evening to do whatever it is you want to do in Moost, yes. Now, there is not a ton to Moost, but it does exist and is a hamlet that is like two Stockies's. That's better than Stockies. It's like one and a half Stockies. It's not very, very good. There's a tavern, and I have Mm -hmm. profession brewer, so I would like to run by there. Okay. So you swing, uh, you go to swing by the local tavern in Moost, which is actually just called the ripe cranberry. Literally everything <laughs> in Moose is built around this cranberry bug. Half the stuff is named after it. The estate runs off of it. It's pretty much all about this cranberry industry. And as you head in, Crab wasn't wrong. They have a whole lot of not just wines, but even various specialty whiskeys that are distilled with this cranberry flavor. It's almost everything. Uh, Seeing the rack of the clear bottles on display is almost off-putting because it just looks like a whole bunch of different jars and flasks of blood at first glance because virtually everything is deep, deep red. But what is it you're hoping for, just enjoying yourself in the tavern here, Nell? Uh, learning a little bit about the proper procedures. He's been trying to learn about it because he knows he's going to be doing it, but he wants to learn from an actual professional. Okay. And then Moose is a small enough town, and this tavern, especially in the afternoon, is not busy enough that they don't have time to show through some of the fairly unique process they have with the cranberry bog adjacent to produce what they do. And you could absolutely spend the afternoon trying to learn everything you can about this this brewing. And uh, with the amount of alcohol you'd be buying for them while you're listening to all this, they'd probably be okay with it. Because yeah, <laughs> if you think I'm not going to at least buy a bottle while I'm there. Oh, I assume you are at least spending money here. That moose is yeah. still a fairly small 
little village. Like, the most expensive thing they have is, like, a silver for a bottle. I mean, they don't... Really? It, yeah, they don't have, like... Yeah, this is... This is... One's more expensive than that, I thought. A little bigger stockies. It's... They mm, don't fair. have things that are good. They're all still peasants. Fair. This is... This is, like, seriously, Stockies point five. Lothidar is the only place that comes close to being a city in all of Murat, and it's still a small town of, like, 1,500 people. Hey, even Baron O'Carey's town of Pensaris is, like, double Stockies. It's, like, 1,100, 1,200, maybe. I don't think that actually gets up a small town. I think that's still technically village. This is peasanthood. They don't this stock... This isn't wine. This is a bottle of cranberry juice they forgot to refrigerate. Yeah, this is fermented <laughs> cranberry sauce. This is slightly fermented cranberry sauce. I'm, this is like legally wine. So if they had a bottle that was a gold, they wouldn't have anyone to sell it to because no one comes through Moose with that kind of money. Fair. Other than, you know, the six nobles in Marat who kind of all just do their own thing. So you could uh, spend a silver to picking up some bottles of whatever while you're there during the day. Does anyone else have anything important that they want to address? I'm going to assume the there's probably not a, sh a magic shop around this area. No. Kahina's going to go and <laughs> do Kahina's going to go do exactly what she told Dame Crab she was going to do. She's going to either go talk to one of the cranberry farmers or the bakery or something. Talk about like possibly setting up trade between stockies and moose as far as that kind of stuff Oops. Uh, if you were to go looking for magical items there isn't much around there's not a magic shop by any means but the uh, there is a store there's not even like types of store there is a <laughs> store that is just like a little town general that mostly just sells food and clay cookware and basic furniture it's just kind of like an everything it's like a peasant's gas station pretty much uh. but they would have in there tucked away a few things uh that they have picked up from various travelers that they have on hand that they're willing to part with uh most interestingly is a necklace set with a bloodstone sculpted to look like a green, scintillating, almost cat's eye. And the commoner that runs the shop would explain, this is a Faeborn necklace from the Verdon Forest to the north. Traveler came through with it a few years back. I understand it's magical, but don't really have much of the market for that here. Held onto the thing, but it's of no use to us. I don't know if you can uh, identify what this is. We had the lady, uh, the Dame Crab, take it to Lothidar for appraisal once. I said the thing was worth thousands of gold, more than the town's ever seen, so we held on to it, of course, but unfortunately, I'm afraid I can't right tell you what it does. Uh, I could probably identify it. Is that a spellcraft? It would be a spellcraft. Uh, and if not, I can tell you at least what the traveler told me. What did he it, tell you? It gives you the wiles of the Fae themselves. The blessings of the forest. It gives you that ability to just 
gone to that inherit trust in people. And as you cast your own detect magic, of course, because you're not going to listen to this dumb hit. No, of course not. Stupid stories. <laughs> and you get a 26. You identify that he's not wholly wrong. Uh, as you run your detect magic over the thing, you can tell that this does a uh, a couple things, and giving it, it is, he is very literally correct. Okay. Because it will give you a huge bonus on any sort of charisma checks or charisma base checks Ooh. to interact specifically with fey or gnomes. It also appears to contain an understanding of gnomish language and is probably an artifact that was created by the gnomes of the Verudin Forest in the first place. More interestingly, it has a bit of the creator's own power locked away in it, and a little bit of access to some of the magic that is inherent in the blood of all gnome kind. It would give you low light vision and the ability to cast all of the gnome racial spells, dancing lights, ghost sound, prestidigitation, and speak with animals once per day each. Hmm. I, I would, uh... It's obviously, so you can heat an eye at it and tell her what's going on with this necklace, and maybe she wants to take a look at it. Might be up her alley. How much do you want for it? The appraisal uh, in Lothidar said it was worth 6,000 gold coins. And yet, the new noble folk, right? We indeed are. Uh, You'd be doing us a great service. We'd could feed the town for a year, several years. Would have to look into, uh, have to look at the budget for what uh, we're setting up for the brewery. Six thousand sounds a little high. No, I, I yeah. Well, I don't know that something, it's something more we could do right now. More, more useful than I've one other, and he digs around back behind and pulls out a bow that uh, at first looks to be a raw branch of wood uh, not even polished or worn down but a strip of bark splintering off in various directions uh, complete with a whole twig branching off the far end he brought this one as well up from the fey uh, a composite longbow it is uh, a strong one at that and enchanted and lays that one on the counter Throw the detect magic on that one too to make sure. Oops, give me the what I'm spellcrafts. As you roll another uh, detect magic, you get an 11. You don't know anything, but Nori. Oh. Yes, it's magic. Uh, Nori, Nori usually knows the things when people don't know the things. And Nori, with a 23, as she has, this has pretty much become very much her job, the item identification, can tell that whatever this looks, the fact that such a really crappy and unworked piece of wood is able to hold its form, uh, stressed by a bowstring such as that is, it's enchanted with fairly powerful magic. Uh, this is a plus two composite longbow. Ooh. With a strength rating of five. What does Hell that mean? Means you can go, it can take up to plus five bonus damage from your strength. So you can have up to 20 strength and apply all of that to the longbow. 
No. Uh, plus five means that if you don't have 20 strength or greater, you take a penalty when you use it. What? Okay. It also, is it also that? Because the rating yes. is definitely like as high as it can go, too. Like if That's you have the reason that I strength, bought a plus three. Yeah, if you have a 24 strength, you definitely don't add seven to a plus five. Uh, long, yep. Crompus is long with plus five. You only add five. So you have to have that much. That's also as much as it can take. I didn't know that part. But uh, that means I guess you'd need at least 20 strength to be able to even wield it properly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Any, anyone can shoot it. You just take a penalty on your attack roll. Was it like minus two? Uh, I think I'd have to look. It's, it's minus, minus two or two. minus four. Yeah, it's, a, it's probably minus two, but you'd get your strength rating through it up to a plus five strength modifier. And it's also enchanted plus two. So it's a, it's a pretty goosed a little Fabo. It's not small, is it? No. It is medium. That'd be interesting to have a 20 strength gnome firing that bow. <laughs> <laughs> but, as neither of those are probably things you're interested in investing in at this particular moment, no, the town does not have any magical items of interest for you. Damn it. Back to the house? Well, can I just gather gossip? Oh, yeah, we could do that, too. You uh, absolutely can do that. Yeah, if you want to throw me a diplomacy roll to try and pick up another rumor, try and learn some more of the area. With a 17, and with your new signature skill, diplomacy, you can slip into just local conversation very quickly and easily and get people to open up to you. It takes you almost no time to just kind of canvas the area and learn what you can. And what you pick up goes in line with what you already know. Like I said, there's not much that goes on here but cranberries and crab ladies. And the locals you get in with, knowing that your noble's here to visit Parthena, of course, you know, that, uh, they echo what she told you the night before. Sepsinia wasn't always like this and let you know a bit more about what Dame Crab was telling you. She's uh, right, hasn't been the same since her beloved Opelio passed last year. But poor girl hasn't let herself move on. And her mother's incessant drive to find her a husband isn't helping, I'm sure. So before she was happy? And more outgoing is the. Is she was the... damn carefree. The girl floated about the town like a fay. Put work into her painting, took him to Lothidar to sell him to passing nobles and aristocrats. There's hardly a manor in the county doesn't have something of hers on display. Well, that's sad. And nobody saw it coming. Oh, Apelio, he was a student from the local conservatory. A uh, very promising one at that. He seemed to have everything going for him. Right in line to marry into the noble family overseeing the town. Them taking his own life don't make no sense. He had a better life than any of us. So that was... It was, it was always ruled that he took his own life, never that anything happened to him outside of that? It was a damn shame. It was what? Four, five months ago? 
half a year now, but it's the most certain suicide I've ever I've ever heard of. Mm. It's attacking the idea for where it happened? I think he did it out behind the lady's estate, wasn't it? No, out the in a hedges. Really? Yeah, Subsenia was the one that found the body the next morning. Wow. Must have been quite a thing. I wish I could go back six months and kick some sense into the kid. If he could have seen what, ha what would have happened to the dame's daughter now, Sandy would have rethought himself. It's a shame to see such talent squandered. I'm not currently with them, right? I'm still, like, talking yeah, to the... It's very drinking. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that that is an awful shame, especially to lose such an aspiring artist that Sepsinia was, or wonderful artist that Sepsinia was, since she doesn't seem to, although she seems to uh, still linger on the thoughts of painting, it doesn't. She has the same passion for it. As from what we can, what Are we. Are you not from Marat, uh, Dame Rostam? Uh, Dame Rostam, apologize. Are you from Marat or are you passing? Opara. Oh, from We're... Opara. I'm sure he's troubles a, a dime a dozen from the capital. Hmm. It's but... it's still getting to know Dame Crab and. Subsinia, it's still a very sad story for us to hear. Out here, we don't get much exposed to this like. But it's, you know, smaller knit communities is all. Yeah. Watch out for each other. And we've all, everyone here is thrown in a hand trying to bring light back to the girl, but my shell and nothing seems to work. Maybe, maybe, hopefully something good will come of her uh, new friendship with a fellow artist and um, Sir Stalwart. Maybe he can help help her through uh, opening her back up to her painting again. Well, you'd have the gratitude of the town if you could. Most lives and dies on the Crab family. They run the bogs and run most of the trade in and out of here. They keep us going. We don't get into other towns much past uh, Lothida much, and even then it's usually just a quick jaunt to Voinaris. But, but you're, well, we like it here. We, most of the other towns have their troubles and their problems with their leadership, but not here. Yeah, most of us in Moose had given arm to see the girl happy again. Mm. I don't right know you lot, but if you could, please. Maybe you got some out-of-town knowledge, some wisdom from the capital you can bring to help her. Well, we would certainly try. We do very much value our growing friendship with Dame Crab and with Subsinia. They're very wonderful people. And so you learn, well, a little more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Never brought that up. The Hedge of I, Doom. 
I think that right there is all Nell would need to know if you were to tell him. Yeah, obviously we would come oh, back yeah. to know that. that that almost happened to him. So, as the sun starts to go down, you head back for dinner Sounds at the Crab Estate. <laughs> what is the plan for the night? You enjoy your meal. Uh, with the absence of Dame Crab, it is noticeably quieter. As Subsenia, of course, is now the host. And she's, again, more than polite enough to engage in conversation to some extent. But she's very quiet and doesn't interject much when not, when not addressed directly. Did this give us a social round with her? You know what? Huh. No. Because, uh... He doesn't want to talk. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't think, alone with Sepsinia, she's gonna be comfortable opening it up, opening up enough for you guys to really get anywhere with her. It's fair. Just mm-hmm. thought about it for a second. It was a good idea, but I'm gonna have to veto that one. Can I talk to her about art during dinner at least? Uh, of course. Like I said, if you address her directly, like she will, she will talk as much as she ever does. She's just still very, very quiet and withdrawn and doesn't interject more than she has to. Just taking every chance I can to try and get her to open up a little. But after dinner, as you part your ways and uh, darkness falls over the countryside, you head upstairs to your suite. What's the plan, Tim? The plan... Plan. I'm gonna do the same thing I did the other night, where we're gonna start getting ready for bed, and then no. instead of me just going off on my own, we're all gonna go. No, we're, we're not getting ready for bed. I say the we, team. I well, say no, just the timing. Yeah, I say we we try to see if if whatever is that affects the maze. He's gonna walk out there. Gonna fall. Was triggered by her being there, and leaves when she leaves. We need to beat her out there and get to the center before she does. We need to follow her there, I think. Or that uh, you too. want to be in, in the middle of the maze before she's in the middle of the maze? I'd rather Actually, not Actually, I like the be in the middle first idea. Mm-hmm. Really, guys? We had be in the middle? Do you know how hard yeah. it was in the we, She has to come to us. <laughs> so if, we if we're there and we're prepared. We weren't determined enough. We didn't know what we were dealing with. Now that we know it's magical, we could absolutely follow her through this thing. We might not see the truth as opposed to maybe scaring her off if she gets there when we're already there. We can hide. Who can hide? Nell? In his breastplate? In a maze? In a maze? Yes. I mean... Would we be splitting up to hide? Not necessarily. No, we could have... Hide around a corner. Yeah, exactly. Hide around a corner. Kahina, have you ever followed anybody in your life? You're going to hide around a corner. If she comes in from one end and there's another way out through the center, we hide around the other corner where she's not coming through and watch the center from that other side. I've been tracking delinquents for a long time. Then you track her in and the rest of us can go to the center and wait for her. They are. When you show up where they are, that's usually scaring them off and either fight or flight in that moment and people die. So you do I know something about how to do your job. 
I was starting to think you'd gone ten years without learning a damn thing. <laughs> She's just sitting there shaking her head, and everybody just sees her shaking her head. <laughs> I don't like dealing with magic. I like the option that makes it so I don't have to deal with the magic. Baylor? We are more prepared to follow her. And we also don't necessarily know that she's gonna go. We don't know that this is a thing that happens every night. Can we see the hedge maze from, like, a window or something? Not the room we're at? Uh, there aren't any windows in the second floor that look out over the back. It's basically like a two two wings of an estate where the windows are facing out to either side and some of the front rooms down like the front lawn over most. But since the back is mostly just cranberry bugs, which aren't super pleasant to look at, none of the guest suites have, that's like the bathrooms are situated on the back of all these various suites so that nothing looks out back there because they're not super pretty. So the only way to really look out in the back is either be outside or be in that central parlor where the back doors are. What about go outside and climb a tree? Can we sit down into it? There are not trees. There are not, I didn't think there were trees. Yeah, it's like manicured shrubbery and then out in the cranberry box. There's not like full-size trees around most much. Well, there are on the outsides of it, but not like in most really. Well, I guess uh, since we have a, a disagreement here, let's um, maybe we vote on it or something. <laughs> Well, the uh, only reason... Does my sword get to vote by the ch by chance? Is, is everybody cool with that? We need an odd number. That would make it all fine. <laughs> but the only reason I would agree with the Nori is that this is this may be our last chance to... Uh, or for a while, last chance for a while to see this happen, and it may be best not to scare her if she okay. doesn't know we are already in the maze. All right. Then we wait to see if she goes, and then we follow her. Mm -hmm. So that that wine thing, though, <laughs> maybe a good idea right before we go in. All right. So yeah, let's do the wine thing. Again. I'll I'll cast the. Uh, we'll wait to see. Yeah, when she's. So you fill up a water skin and have it with you. Watch. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. <laughs> you a uh, water skin. You watch. Because literally, all I have to do is sit a grape in it and whisper. In the center of the uh, of the the state here, and wait, peering down to see if Sepsinia will pass. And after about forty-five minutes, you see light start to appear on the opposite balcony, and then Sepsinia, still in her evening gown. And bearing a small candle in a in a tin for light, comes out. Eyes straight forward, makes her way down the stairs, into the parlor, and towards the back. Can I roll perception on to get a good look at her as she's coming down? Does she look off? Give me a sense motive more than a All perception. Right. I'll go sense motive then. Give me a sense motive. Uh, with an 11, she <laughs> looks tired. She looks tired, guys. With oh, a 14, wow. she looks pretty tired. Anybody <laughs> uh, else? As she's walking, and with a 16 <laughs> from Nell, you know what? Uh, as you watch her, she doesn't 
look really the same. She doesn't look like she's right in the head necessarily yeah. as she's walking. As she's walking almost in a like in a daze and mm. a trance just forward. Barely even looking where she's going so much as she is just right ahead as she goes a straight line towards the back door, opens it, and heads back out towards the hedge. We go. I will definitely point that out. So I'm gonna do my. So, yeah, because he has more interaction. I'm gonna whine us, whine us and dine us. And you're gonna quickly cast that same uh, tears to wine spell on whatever you have prepared, so the party can have a drink and get those sharpened mines before they head out Cheers. into the hedge maze. And I'm gonna do this on myself. You're going to do heightened awareness. You notice more okay. about your surroundings and recall information effortlessly. You get a plus two on perception checks and on all knowledges you're trained in. Did you pocket a copy? Which is all your knowledges. It's just all of them. <laughs> and if you have to roll an initiative check, you can dismiss this and get a plus four immediately. That's a pretty hot little spell taken in this hedge Where do you maze. Where find this stuff? Captain Encyclopedia. So. <laughs> I've never even heard of this hey, one. I, and this is a confidence Encyclopedia bonus. Baylor. <laughs> this is a confidence yeah. bonus, and Tears to Wine is an enhancement bonus. All right. I, they stack. All right, Bruce Slayer, calm down. We get it. So you get a bunch of I, I'm, just, I'm just pointing it out. I did make no, sure I know, that they you are, stack. You are good. You are good. This is why I trust... Uh, Mancha, when he says things about Pathfinder rules, because he knows all of them, and I don't know how. Anyway, <laughs> you guys head down to the hedge maze, uh, following Sepsinia. And I'm assuming your priority here is not having her see you as you follow, because you don't want that. And with the twists of the maze and the darkness, it becomes almost immediately impossible to continue trying to follow the meager light from her candle. And instead, you have to try to follow in her footsteps. Give me a survival check, somebody, to track some. Dara. Dara, and add two. Does that have two? That's a good... 25 plus two, 27. As you enter, and again... The air starts to get colder. The mist starts to come around and these thorns and vines that certainly weren't there after you had uh, made it to the center yesterday start to sprout and wind around from the hedges themselves. But if you can do one thing, let's track somebody. Let's track somebody efficiently. You continue to follow in Sepsinia Crab's footsteps around a few corners and towards the center of the maze until they seem to simply stop. Make me a spellcraft check. Whoever. Oh, Baylor. okay. As long as it's not identifying something, it's you. And with a 30, much, much better this time. You swing a quick to check the tech magic around. Identify that there's no illusion or anything hiding these feats. They seem to have simply stopped. And you look around a bit 
feel a, a bit through these thorns cautiously and again discover that the path forward is not where you're looking. There's an, in fact an illusory portion of the hedge to your right. You turn, push through, and once again, as you start to move through this illusion, even for everyone, it fizzles back into the hedges from whence it came, and you continue to follow this soft trail in towards the center. As you get close, very close, Nell once again sees this central clearing, and all of you would recognize it. It is certainly the same gazebo, but the situation is different. There is a dim, almost pinkish glow emanating from the center and illuminating the twisting thorns and brambles, arcing almost up, forming a ceiling, a canopy, over this central clearing. And you can hear, again, a skittering and strange hissing coming from within. And you can see Sepsinia Crab kneeling down in a, just straight in a thorn-covered vine near the edge of the gazebo. Immediately, you try to move forward. And immediately, the hedge maze pushes back as they loom in from both sides, encompassing the group of you, halting you. Make me a combat maneuver check. And with a 15, Nell, now seeing your goal, you raise your shield up and force your way through this and burst out into the clearing with the party behind you. Sepsinia doesn't even seem to notice at all. She is kneeling there in the now cleared center of the gazebo with a cracked porcelain, almost destroyed teapot and a small cup in front of her. Next to that a dish with the moldy tea biscuits that you'd seen here previously. And she's just kneeling there staring at the center of this gazebo as if overcome in a complete trance. In the center of the gazebo is a small circle of items. A small gleaming pearl ring, a purple heartwood harp of excellent quality, a uh, set of fine engraved leather wristbands, and a bright pink, faintly glowing bottle uh, with the glass wrought to, to the shape of a tall, elongated heart with a, a very fancy and ornate golden clasp on the, talk, on the top. In the center of this circle is another being has eight legs of what appear to be shattered, yellowed bone, like a spider. But the center is no insect, no creature. It is a red, bloody, pulsating heart, oozing blood with fangs sticking out of where the top two valves should be. 
This creature clicks its fangs and legs together, uh, moving slowly back and forth, almost as if dancing in front of Sepsenia, and she just stares at this creature. Baylor, why don't you make me a knowledge religion? With a 22, you can tell the creature is clearly some kind of undead. But you've never heard of a beating heart held aloft by legs of bone. You are entirely unsure what this being here could be. And as you enter the clearing, this thing stops immediately. Stock still. And stares at you, watching as the group of you approach. I'm going to try to to lightly call to Sepsinia. And yes. I'm going to start to step to here. But I, I like not actually as you, moving yeah, yet. As you, just... as you, yeah, slowly start to. Is your sword in your hand? Or is it? Yeah, are your yeah, weapons all out? Sword okay, and shield drawn. So you, as you slowly start to step forward, the thing skitters, clicks its fangs together, and hisses, seemingly enraged, uh, posturing itself forward and skittering a step or two closer towards Sepsinia. I will take my half a step back and see what it does. It still is posed aggressive, aggressively, seemingly angry that everyone is here. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to squish it. I think it's time. <laughs> going to squish it. <laughs> so I'm just going to, it's time to start inspiring courage. Yep. And I'm going to so, step forward. So as... Everyone steps forward. The thing hisses one more time, and Nell, you are like almost both of you are forced back by like a blast of negative energy. It doesn't injure you, but uh, you, you throw your shield up as you stumble stumble backwards just from the sheer force of the thing. And out from this eruption of negative energy, three of the corpses of the gardeners. Start to climb up. So, next week. <laughs> oh, 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 beautiful. No. But I, I want to keep going. I know. Dan said we could. I mean, if all of you are on board, we can. I am There's on board. No, like, follow up programming. But, uh, it's it's Shinmu's call. It's gotta be like a unanimous thing. I'm okay with continuing here, but it is our normal stop time. Shenmue, you have stuff to do. Let's put these guys in the ground. Yeah! <laughs> roll me some initiative. Alright. Let's see if this is gonna work. I thought I rolled a good initiative. What the hell is this? It did work. All right. 
Is that everyone? Right, we got everyone. And of course I'm last, so I can't use my thing. So. Your feet unusable. You uh, did say you wanted to start your inspiring courage. Yes, no inspire courage. So I will let you start with your, uh, your thing up as he starts with this blast of energy. So she begins her performance, her song, mm -hmm. hoping to inspire the group of you against whatever this horrible creature here is. And the thing, now very much angry about whatever is happening, screeches again. Pretty, pretty just general purpose of sun. And with that, his teeth clicking together, he forms a sort of his own magical language, and another cone of necrotic energy blasts out of him over the party. Uh, all five of you need to make me will saves against uh, enchantment, compulsion, emotion, mind affecting, if any of that matters to any of you. Add two. That's a 14 for me. Okay, add two. 13 from Nell, 22 from Baylor, 11 it's, uh, from... plus 2 for mine because it's okay, so 24 plus 2 on top. Are you guys adding the plus 2 or do I need to add them? I added the plus 2 to mine. Mine has the plus In the temp. I put it in the temp. Alright, Nell and Dara, you are overwhelmed with a crushing despair as this magic washes over you from this whatever this thing is and uh, as it strikes you both of you are shaken so you can trigger that you can toggle that on your conditions turn on shake and it'll attract what you need and then the thing skitters backwards towards the edge of the clearing making way for its new zombies to fight for and these are all prone they're just uh, they were on the ground as they were awakened so all three of the zombies are currently prone Baylor. Well, this seems like a good time. For haste. A good time for haste. This sounds like a fantastic time for haste. So you... Oh, you just got that, too, with your... Uh, by the way, I they didn't mention this in the chat. I actually totally forgot when you awoke this morning. Thinking on all that you had accomplished here, the party is fifth level now. I guess that is something we should probably let everyone know. <laughs> I tell, I totally that got washed away in me trying to figure out all of the, uh, the problems <laughs> we were having with everything previously. <laughs> I was preoccupied with getting everything working and totally forgot to mention the party is now fifth level. So Baylor does have access to his third level spells, and he is going to cast a quick spell. Manipulate Very time. Haste takes the party and all of you move much faster as if you were acting almost at a different speed of time than everything else around you. Hey, you want to stay right there? Uh, for now, yeah. All right, Dara. Uh, uh, since you don't know, I'll tell you, one of the benefits of haste is if you want to do your rapid shot with a full attack, you get an extra shot. So, uh, you can rapid shot and then regular shot if you don't move, or if you only fight footstep. Okay, I was planning on staying. Um, I can definitely hit everything in this 
place right from with my how long yes uh the thing itself whatever the heart spider has cover from you from sepsenia being in the way okay. and it is quite a tiny little creature okay um well i guess i'll just stay where i am because they, they are prone at the moment there's a lot of people in between them so i will just uh rapid shot at the one in the top corner okay uh, uh which one top corner like this one up here um yeah that one all right so you behind Nori take a flurry of shots and you can take your shots one at a time you can just roll them individually if you want to put the uh, the minus two from rapid shot on each of them because you might actually kill them all right, so that would just less be than all three of your shots yeah, you still have yeah to, because you, know, you have plus two from Inspire Courage, so if you have minus two Oh, yeah, two so you can actually shot. just use regular crossbow attack, yeah, because the plus two from her Inspire Courage, the minus two from Rapid Shot cancel out. Well, you have to hit them first. Oh, right, 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 right. And, and I'm just doing... plus one from And plus haste. one from Haste, actually, so you actually have a plus one total. Okay, so it would be for shoot regular, then. Yep, shoot regular at a plus one from Haste. Okay. Uh... Did that? You're still fatigued and shaken, right? That didn't do you fatigued and shaken for some reason. Oh, it did it on the first one. Yeah, that was sure. a damage roll. We'll figure out the macro later. So that's another minus four on top of that. So that was a 15. As he's lying on the ground, it's difficult to get up either of him, and your first bolt thuds into the dirt next to him. <coughs> you can just roll it again. We'll just subtract, uh, subtract four manually. And with a 12 again, you take a second shot, but he's barely emerged from this hedge. And the, uh, the vines seem to move almost intelligently to get in the way, stopping okay. a second bolt. And your third shot uh, is an 11. <laughs> and this crushing despair, you start to lose faith in yourself. This, this grip from the magic on you, from whatever this creature cast. And you start to feel more and more hopeless as your shots just drift further and further off target. No. I'm going to say back to everyone as I start very hastily running away. We can't let that thing get away. And I'm going to zoop all the way to the other side of it. Okay, it is going to uh, attack you as you run by, I imagine, as you come through here trying to yeah. get around the thing. You just sprint on trying to get between the beating heart and its exit. But it lashes out with you with its tiny fangs as you rush by. And what is your... 24. AC right now, 24. It jumps almost fully on you as it attacks, but its small little fangs sticking out of the, the, the heart's valves can't find a space large enough to fit through in your armor. And it scrabbles across your best, uh, breastplate, squirting a dark black liquid as it does but you do get around behind him with your double move i assume no because we're hasting oh you hasted right you can do that one move haste gives yeah. you scoots very hastily zoop on behind him and now that i'm here fighting defensively i'm gonna try and smack him all right which fighting defensively is a minus four right so minus four yes
It's pretty hefty for just the, the not combat. Oh, oh, but if you roll a hard 20, it doesn't really matter what kind of minuses you have attached. Can you confirm that Nell is mad? This Wait, is Luffer's rage three? here. You are shaken. And you have a minus four, which is a minus six total when you have plus nine. Okay. Well, let's so, try to confirm it. I came here. confirm that. Okay, nope. with a six, you did not it. confirm it, but you definitely did hit it, so give me that damage. This should roll the damage, right? If you click your damage macro, it should roll the this damage. This is yes. the damage. Max there damage. Oh, you rolled the, uh... Has you rolled the crit thingy? No, you I just rolled the normal macro? damage. It rolled, oh, rolled two... The, like, I hit I hit it for 12 with Coriana's. Yeah, crit would have been 17. For 12, for some reason, it's still rolling the crit confirm thing. The whole reason we're using the macros is to not have it roll all those dice. So uh, we'll look at what happened to your macro later. But you hit it for 12. As you bring your sword down on this tiny little beating heart trying to bite at you, you sheer... Is that with the plus two from Inspire Courage? That is not, actually. Oh, so, so for 14, even. 14. Because right, Inspire Courage does apply to damage. We have a bard now. You hit it for 14. Your sword shears through, but not as effectively as you would expect a tiny, fleshy thing. Uh, whatever necromantic magic animates this little undead creature makes it fairly sturdy. And as it skitters back from your blade, now blood just oozing all over the floor underneath it, as well as this dark black liquid dripping from its fangs, it still seems to be fairly intact. This zombie down here is going to stand up. And he is going to make his way up to Inori. As is this zombie here, who is also going to stand up and just kind of go stand generally in the way. Kahina. I fixed the macro, by the way. Okay. Kahina? Oh, is it my turn? Um, yes. Okay. Oh! Uh... I guess she's actually gonna swing a glaive for once. Cause I don't think I've actually done that yet. And now as the zombies close with you and Nell starts to battle with this heart thing, the sound of limbs and fangs on armor and shields rings out through the hedges. Let's swing that glaive. You continue your song almost effortlessly. Mm -hmm. We'll see if my macro works, but it and doesn't have the plus to two. Try to strike this zombie. Uh, okay. Can... Let me try that again. Does that work? Aha! That does work. Plus three total from haste and Everyone's macro is sadly yep. broken. We've had combat before. Ba boo! You I are am the one. The one. But fortunately, you're hasted, so you get a second attack. Let's try if that again. If you're pushing full attacking, which I assume since you didn't move, you probably are. I thought you were going to roll a one twice. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Leave but it to me. Shatter your if weapon. anyone's going to do it, it'd be me. You rolled a five, which is better. About fighting around the corner of this hedge here, you 
completely uh, miss with the first as you just get caught in these thick brambles. The second you bring down across the zombie's arm, uh, lopping off one of its hands, which doesn't seem to slow it down or really bother it in the slightest. It's not a critical enough hit to stop a mindless zombie from doing mindless zombie stuff. Inori. Okay, so... This boy approaching me here. Uh, time for some spell combat. Okay. And uh, with haste, I get the additional attack, correct? Yes. Okay. So... <clears throat> I am going to slap at him. Where's my... Oh, there it is. And does haste give additions to attack, right? Because you plus, plus one, one. yep. Because you plus one, and, and you get a whole extra attack. Yeah. Haste got, is muy good. And you got plus two from my song, so, oh, so plus three total. Three total, and an additional attack at plus yep. three. Yep, pretty good. That's haste really is good. pretty good, and a bard is pretty good. Okay, so first attack. First attack is a 24, which will most certainly connect with the zombie in front of you. Give me that damage. Plus two to your damage, too. Plus two to the damage. Huzzah! As you slash out with uh, Ciaran, much as Kahina did, you cut down from this thing's shoulder and shear all the way down almost through its ribs, leaving a side of it just dangling loosely. Certainly injuring the thing, but not quite enough to kill it. But we so fast, we gonna swing again. Some reason these tokens are only interconnected in a mental. Okay, I'm gonna have to keep taking these. Maybe. I don't know why these are all sharing a helpful. Anyway, yeah, swing again. And with a, tw with a 24 hit, a 25 most certainly will. Okay, that was. A, I, I definitely had not spoke comment before. Those are both supposed to be two lower. I didn't subtract two. Uh, that is fine. A 22 and a 23 still hit the zombie. Okay, cool. It's kind of what I figured, but I will remember that from now on. And uh, damage for him. Just two. That. And uh, with a 13, you cut the creature down. With a second swing, you shear the rest of the way, almost separating its top from its body entirely as it just... Well, then collapses. I don't have to worry about the concentration check or casting shield now. Yeah, collapses to the ground in a shamble. And yeah, now you are no longer in melee range, so yeah, you don't have a concentration check for shield. So with your other hand and a uh, very quick spell, you bring the magic around. That's the wrong button. You bring the magic around to yourself, and a wall of that arcane energy surrounds you, making you more resilient. This zombie staggers up from the ground and also rushes in to close the distance. Well, rushes as much as a zombie does, really. This creature, this tiny heart, pretty upset with the, uh, the man behind him here. And is going to once again try to uh, attempt to bite down with his fangs. And you're AC so about defensively now, so it's 28. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but this time, it just aims lower. And as it skitters up to your grip, uh, 
jumps up and skitters up onto your feet in your dreams. It reaches up around your shin guard with its fangs, sinking them into your leg. The pain is immediate and extreme. You take 12 damage. And from this wound, a truly miraculous amount of watery blood gushes forth as if it had somehow just thinned the blood running through your veins, Dude. shooting even is, more of it out. Is that with the plus two from your sword now, too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm assuming he's got that on pretty much all the time. I think that's just, like, passively yep. factored at this point. Yeah, he's never not going to have that. In addition, make me a will save. Is it compulsion? Um, no, but it is emotion. Doesn't matter. Okay. Ooh. With an 18! Ain't having it. I finally pass one. The pain is almost dulled. You can feel a brief flash, and you see this blood gushing out of you more than should make sense to a, from a wound that small. But you don't know if it's shock or what, but you almost don't even feel it. Uh, you feel almost numb and dull. And the world starts to go a little dark. But you shake your head and fight it off and focus. Use the pain to focus. Alright. I'm casting this spell regardless, but are these undead mindless they are most certainly mindless no save uh well oh. the the heart thingy is not but the zombies are oh yeah i'm, I'm casting on the oh okay heart. the zombies are definitely mindless yeah casting bone shaker on the one right by anori okay and it is moving its full speed straight down Wow, well, it's just gonna run into this hedge down here. As you, uh... And provoke two attacks of opportunity. Yeah, this is a super interesting one. As you again, just reach out and take control of this thing. As you possess it, almost. Like voodoo. Literally driving the zombie car here. As you take control of its bones. You cast this spell and just force it to sprint down to the southern hedges. Again, definitely provoking at us. Inori and Kahina, take your free attacks. With pleasure. Rocking that hot plus three. Chop. I want to see if you actually, because the ammo happens right here. Uh, 16 hits the zombie. Oh, wonderful. As does a 21. Yeah. Tag team. Woohoo. Bardic performance still plus two on damn Hage. Sure is. As Kahina hits it for 15 and Anori hits it for 10, as it starts to run, both of you take the opportunity to very, very quickly lash out with your long sword in your glaive. And you cut this zombie down before it can take so much as a step and it collapses in front of you. Pretty valuable. And then spell. I'm gonna move across and start moving over and down. Okay. 
Haste, so much distance. Dara. Uh, Dara is also going to move across and then down. He's going to go here. <laughs> you, uh, you guys start running through the hedge, trying to get positioning where you can, getting up closer to this weird little bleeding heart. Yeah. And then I will shoot three times at the heart thing. No, and just very rapidly. You only you can't shoot three if you move, you can only shoot once. Oh right, oh right, 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 right. right. Yeah, yeah, you move so okay, not three times. One time. <laughs> One time. But a uh, twenty is hit minus four with the shaking and stuff. Oh, a plus right. two. No, 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 no. That's a, the yeah, that's the plus two's in there. The the shaking and yeah. fatigue isn't coming out of her attack macro for some reason. Yeah. So but uh, also I forgot to switch this over. Uh, as you move up with a there's 16. There's definitely a minus two in her roll. That it is something. Is the fatigue. No, because it says below her thing when it does fatigue. Isn't, it might be. Isn't the dignity's barb macro set up for the triple shot thing? Or we the have two different macros. Okay. Regardless of whether it's 16 or 18, though, either way, the bolt will sail past and into the hedge behind him, as you just find it difficult to even muster the energy to raise your crossbow and fire a shot as you move across this uh, central area. Now, you take five damage Wait, Nell takes five damage? I'm bleeding. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah, no, you, you didn't shoot him. He's okay. bleeding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what precise shot is for. Okay, okay, good, good. You can miss the little creature, but you don't hit your friends. Okay, so this should work properly now. Okay, so let's add the minus four. This was the and... It was at eleven. Oh, that's another. I think I it's put a, too much minus on that, but that a 19 a with a longsword. Yeah, it's yeah. a crit threaten if you hit them, though. And a 17. Yep, but that should it. be a 22. I don't know why it's a 17. My my attack roll is plus three, not minus four. Or minus two. You're shaking, rather. We, I don't know why everyone's macro spontaneously broke within the last Shake time, it. I don't know, but I guess we'll have to fix that. That's, yeah, that macro has power attack in it. That Oh, that has defensively already factored in, and I accidentally factored it in again. That's okay. what that is. Yeah, that macro definitely has like a power attack. It has a minus per level and two minus fours. So the 21 is what you got? Yeah. Okay, 21 will uh, strike the thing as you uh, still very much bleeding. Lash out and hit this tiny hard creature. Alright. This time without the stacking penalty thing. Not gonna hit. Uh, nine is not, no. But you hit it once. Accidentally closed the initial table while I was trying to fix it. And... This should have a plus two. You uh, hit it pretty hard as you swing down towards his heart again, dealing another 13 damage to the small creature, shearing two of the little bone legs off entirely. Uh, the creature skitters backwards, clearly pretty yeah, injured. my second attack misses, so. You have rolled three attacks this turn. Please stop. <laughs> no, I rolled my normal, my crit confirm, and then my haste attack. 
Oh, it was a crit confirmed because it was a 19. That's right. Okay, that new second one does miss. Okay, I totally forgot it was a 19 in the first place because it was a 17 in the thing. Yeah. And it's not green because you don't have your macro cutting on 19s. Everything about your macro is wrong. We'll fix it. Yes. <laughs> Literally every part of your macro is wrong. <laughs> this zombie yeah. is going to just stagger forward and uh, flail out with its two little arms once towards Kahina and once towards Endora. And uh, he connects with Kahina as he just slams into her with one handless arm where he'd been sheared off, uh, but still hard enough to deal eight damage and turning just almost flailing, completely mindless. Endora easily steps back out of the way and avoids that one. Uh, Kahina focused and committed to this long lunge to take out the previous zombie couldn't react quite as fast, but it is now your turn. So now you can react. Aha! Uh -huh. I'm on a five-foot step. Because flanking is a thing! Uh, you can't five-foot step through a creature and a wall. Aww. That's... You know, you can't, you can't, that's not clear. I can't squeeze between the two of them? No. She ate you too would, many tarts this morning. That would She's be like an fat. acrobatics check. You'd have to literally move through his square. Dude, you're moving through a zombie and a wall right there. Like, there's not a path to that square. Oh, okay. Alrighty. Well, I'll just I'll just go to hit him then. You can just give him the slap. If you got haste, so you can I'll just, just give him slap. the slap. The slap chop. Your slave is reach, so you'd have to step back, but. Oh, well then I'll five oh, foot you, step Oh back. yeah, you do have a reach up. I was wondering why you could just swing and melee into 10 feet, but I was assuming you knew what you were doing. So you five yeah, foot step back away reach. and swing with well, the glaive. You, you can with the glaive, but it requires a feat. And 21 hits. Okay. So you swing once with your glaive and deal 11 damage. Uh, as Striking out as you step back piercing it entirely through this zombie and drawing it back, leaving a ragged hole through its chest. It is still standing. Okay. But barely. Slap chop. The good news is we have haste, and with a second swing, you will most certainly drop that zombie as well to the ground. Now, we're left with justice creature fighting with Nell back in the corner. Inori. <clears throat> I'm sure getting to here shouldn't be a problem with haste. I'm positive you can get to there with haste. <clears throat> so you rush up past the still entranced Sepsenia in the center, rushing over the fallen, again, bodies of Dame Crab's old gardeners. And reach up to assist Nell with whatever this little thing is. With, uh, with haste and you move, do you still get the two attacks? No. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, so, so you just get one. You just get just one get my, attack. Here. my one shot here. And, uh, interesting question that has, I don't know if it's even come up. But if I do it, if you do a touch attack, a touch attack, it doesn't really. It's not something you have to make a concentration for. It is something you have to make concentration for. Even okay, if so, I do it through my sword? If you do a just a spell strike? Yeah. Mancha. So, 
I know in this, ignore this specific like, situation. Let's explain it. If he was standing right here and wanted to do a spell strike, he has to make a concentration check, right? Yes. So, but since you ran over here, you can cast the spell. Oh, you can't cast it and move and swing. Yes, you can. You can? Yeah, because with, it's as long as the action. Touch true. spells specifically. Touch spell is a strike. It is technically a free action to discharge the spell on the turn that you cast it. I thought it was as you cast it. Is it on the turn that you cast it, Pathfinder Encyclopedia? Because I'm not going to Google this. I'm going to assume it's, it's you're on right. the turn. There's specifically a like frequently asked questions thing on the D20 site about this. Okay, so that again, you can, I'm going to assume you're right. Cast it, move, and then discharge it. We'll look it up mm -hmm. later. You can cast the spell beforehand while you're not in melee, oh, so you don't have to make a He was so back. excited to know that he could do that during Skull and Shackles after he. <laughs> Rolled his mages. <laughs> and then rush up and discharge it. Mm -hmm. So you cast it beforehand. Whatever, what spell are you, are you bringing up? Uh, we're going to attempt to whap this thing with Frigid Touch. So you cast Frigid Touch into the sword as you move into Ciaran and rush forward for a swing as you get there. <clears throat> so you also still get to swing your sword. Magic. Am I flanking? You are definitely flanking. That's the oh most flanking I've ever seen somebody be. That's what, plus five then? Yeah, and with the with the twenty-three. You swing and you hit. And that's it. Give me that damage. Twenty-five cold is the question. Yeah, well I mean Mick, there's a bonus thing here. No, it's All not right. immune to cold. This is the... I will I will tell you if you need to do different things with damage. Sword damage. And then, and this is why you bring a Magus. Yes. For this right here. <laughs> wow. Okay. That is 16 cold damage. It's immune to staggered because it's undead. But you definitely hit it for 16 with the cold and 9 with just the sword strike. So 25 damage into this little creature. Man. And as you rush up with ice rocketing through Ciaran and bring your blade down on this pulsating heart, fighting Nell in the corner, what do you do? <laughs> it's always me. All right. You just last hit everything. What do you do? So my man's in trouble. He's backing away from the spider. He's bleeding. And he just sees a Nori on the other side coming up behind this sword, this uh, sword glowing blue, her eyes glistening with ice and this uh this spider doesn't see her coming and nell doesn't see her anymore as she disappears behind the spider and all that he sees is siaran emerging from the front of the spider almost inches up to well, nell's face the spider's like it's really tiny it's the size you had to like lay down like, to do that you would have to be prone on the ground lay down and, yeah. <laughs> diving i thought it was bigger no, right. it's the size of a human heart with bone legs. It's really small. It's right, super well, it's real small. I'm just going to ah, stab it. Stab it. it just, down down. Up, just stab it in the ground. Ah, down just down just down toothpick down this thrust. thing. You yeah. down thrust and you uh, stick your sword through and ice rockets through this thing. And it rides one final time and frost fingers out across the dirt around it, uh, freezing uh, a spider web across the ground as this thing twitches its legs a few times and is still impaled on the end of your blade. Almost 
immediately as the creature dies. Whatever effect is over this hedge maze starts to lift. The thorns and the vines recede back into the brush here. And the mist lifts. And the cool, damp air gives way to the clear night sky. And Sepsinia. We need a medic. Yeah, I'm going to immediately drink a potion and take my five damage. <laughs> yeah, you are before to anyone who can heal you, so you're going to take five more as you bleed and quickly scramble for a potion to uh, to drink that. So take your five and then roll me your potion real fast. Then limp your way to Kaina. I'm not bleeding. That's take what five, you get three back from your potion, and the, the blood does stop flowing. Uh, Dara, still very much fatigued and still afflicted by this crushing despair, isn't feeling any better. But, Subsinia looks around, kind of notices where she is, and the scene around her. And in just a very quiet, almost horrified voice as the blood drains out of her face and she just goes pale. What? Where am I? What, what's happening? You are in the center of the maze in the back end of your property. Uh, I don't know what's happening, but that thing over there lured you here? Don't worry, Sepsinia. Nell protected you. And as, she looks, <laughs> as she looks over at this tiny creature, this shorn and destroyed heart with these bone legs sprawled across the frozen ground where Nori had left it, her face falls again. And she seems to just almost reset back to the same sepsinia that you're used to. Almost unfazed. And she just quietly breathes one word. Apelio. Was that him? I, I don't know. I uh, think it was, yes. What so, exactly? Yeah. Go on ahead. I was like, Kahina would walk up and be like, and point to all the, the stuff. Did you summon him here? Did you summon this? And she's, uh, at this point, after the brief out of surprise, seemingly unfazed by the wounded friends and the corpses strewn around her. And she just shrugs. I don't know. I don't think so. What do you remember about any of this? Nothing, really. I, I'd had dreams with this place and this meeting and me and Opelio here uh, Opelio and I under the gazebo but 
I had thought they were just that. I... I can't remember much. You don't remember your dreams, I'm sure. I... Perhaps we should have that creature taken to a church to identify it. She kind of shakes her head a bit. Squeezes her eyes together. I feel... Nothing. Nothing like what? I don't know. I haven't felt anything for months. I'd hoped maybe these odd dreams were some cause, but they were real and Nothing's changed. You look down to the uh, small circle of items that Opelio or whatever had assembled here in the center of the gazebo. The harp, the pearl ring, the elixir. That pink heart-shaped bottle stands out to you. All these items assembled here in this little circle of offerings as it almost is is in impeccable perfect condition save the bottle which has a series of scratches and scrapes around the ornate clasp at the top of the bottle it's a, a multi-part little system where you have to turn a small latch and push it through a hole to uncork the thing and it looks like it had been scratched nearly to pieces by something trying to get it open Possibly something with dumb little bone legs instead of hands. Uh, spellcraft that? Yeah. I'm about to ask, did we detect magic on that before? You have not I was detected about magic on any of this, no. So you yeah. cast a detect magic and you sense a few auras. The bottle and the engraved wristbands both emanate an aura. Uh, abjuration. I believe on the wristbands, but I'll double check that. And the bottle itself, that was one of the few things I actually put Pathfinder on the end when I Google it, uh, has a faint aura of enchantment. Make me a spellcraft check. Uh, with the 19, you identify this as an elixir of love. What might be a joke or a snake oil in reality in Pathfinder, where magic exists, is an actual thing. It is an enchanted, kind of uh, frowned upon, sort of minor mind control that after being consumed, it's the storybook causes the first person they see afterward to be the target of their admiration. They become completely enraptured, but it only lasts a few hours. And you would, they're not horribly uncommon. I mean, they're not, incredibly valuable. They're only worth about 150 gold apiece. So while out of the range of peasants, far from out of the range of noble children pining after one, one another, and they're probably one of the more well-known potions that exist in Galarian. You've heard stories of them being used as cures for everything from woes in the bedchamber to depression. 
cures for depression. Baylor with an opportunity now to look over this small creature while it lays dead on the ground. Why don't you give me another knowledge religion? Slightly lower because my height awareness is gone. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure you got like a 17 before. I don't think a 19 is lower. I thought uh, I got like a 20 something before. With no. a 19, looking over this thing, seeing what it happened to now and now seeing what it's capable of, you think you actually might know what this is. It's a very, very rare creature. Uh, an undead that's not brought into life by necromancy, but by pure hate like a ghost someone has to die and their death has to be an event of unfathomable misery and suffering they spawn exclusively from spurned lovers or victims of abuse who commit or driven to suicide by their woes. The corpse of Opelio spawned a lovelorn. What is left of his heart crawled around on its own. Now a creature whose previous love was turned to absolute seething hate for the target of his previous admiration. The only goal of his existence to drive her to the same end. These creatures are pretty dangerous and difficult to deal with because not a whole lot is known about them. But they are surprisingly deadly when forced to fight. But that's not usually what they're pushed to. They operate in a much more subtle fashion, infecting the minds of those they bite with some mixture of poison and magic. It's a curse, and a strong one, but one that from your studies you would know has a pretty direct cure. Can you guess what it is? Well, whatever you said didn't come through, Ja. Oh, a love potion. A love potion. So, I'm I'm very confused. <laughs> I get it, but I'm confused. Um, yeah. So you want to so, relay that info there, Baylor? I'm gonna tell Nell that he should get her to drink that. Why? This doesn't <laughs> seem like the time for that. <laughs> That's not the time I, to use that. I believe it will help. I mean, if he says so. <laughs> okay. It, no, it, I don't know what the thing that just bit my leg and made me, like, fountain blood out of my thigh. You also don't know what the love potion is unless that was shared. Nell does not like magic at all. At this point, the uh, two of you, Dara and Nell, would start to uh, recover from the magical despair that it overwhelmed you. And as you come to the first thing, Baylor tells you is, hey, have her drink that. 
<laughs> like, I, after I, I'm looking over the creature. I'm like, hey, Nell, you should get her to drink that. Everybody else, give them some space. <laughs> Nell knows her best. Okay. Out of sight. <laughs> uh, I mean, if Baylor says to do the thing, I am, assume he knows what he's talking about, and I will do the thing. So I will go over and pick up the bottle and just kind of look at it because nobody told me what it is. I was just kind of staring at Baylor, like, what did you do here? And so you pick I up will. The elixir of love, not knowing what it is. And I'll go over to Sepsinia and say that Baylor apparently knows what that creature was and says that this potion will help you, that it's been poisoning you. And she, still totally emotionless, shrugs. Oh, okay, I suppose. So I guess I'll just. Oh, uh, uncork it, uncap it. You like twist the thing and undo the cap of the flask. Take out the cork and hand her this elixir of love. And Maybe thoroughly, you should have a sip too. Thoroughly confused, but just going along with it. Sepsinia drinks the potion. And it just kind of looks up at you and. Looks back across the courtyard again. What was this? You would have to ask them. They just told me it would help you. <laughs> and she looks back over at the Baylor standing by this murdered heart thing. You, you rat bastard, Opelio, even in death! Damn, by the gods! <sighs> well, it seems like you're feeling a bit better. I bet I'm surrounded by corpses. I'd like to go inside now, please. <laughs> Kahina's gonna help her up and be like, of course, my dear. I'm sure there's, uh, you've been through very much. And she, uh, Let's get you inside. Shakes her head again and looks at Nell and says, I, "I mean, thank you, of course, and and all that, but truly, by the gods, what is this?" Necromancy. That's what they say. <laughs> That's what I, you know. It's, it's just like there was some necromancy and <laughs> huh. And you were with her walk back uh, into the estate and she's just kind of shaking her head the whole time. Just, just I'm gonna muttering. grab those wristbands as we're heading there. I'm gonna grab the wristband and <laughs> the wristband, the rings, all that stuff, just yeah, the grab it. The things are in the little offering and as you bring it in she's just shaking her head. <sighs> I'm sorry. I didn't, couldn't tell anyone. I don't rightly know what he did to me, but... Bastard! What exactly happened? Like, how, how did he become that? He... attacked me, and I told him off, and that whatever our parents were trying to force us into was over, and... 
he took his own life, and sad as it was, I thought at least I was free of him, but no, I've had to put up with this nonsense for half a year now. And I forgive suppose. me for not feeling bad for his death by this point, but I felt everything. I just couldn't act on it. It's like I was empty and under some kind of a spell. Which is exactly what you were under. I am most relieved to see you acting very much for the first time like an actual person. Hello, Subsinia. It she, is really finally nice to meet the real she you. She turns back to you. He attacked me, you know. Before well, he, he was this thing. Well, he won't be bothering you ever again. We made sure of that. And I oh, felt ooh. bad. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't even tell my own mother. Fearing what his parents would do. And then he goes and offs himself. Not a thought what that would do to his parents, or to me, even. I felt responsible, of course, but it, damned if I'm going to feel sorry for him now. Who are the people out back then, and why are they there? Godness. They found their way into the hedge, and Apelio killed them. Hmm. So he's just been living in your hedge maze for the last six months or so? And possessing me to come out here damn near every night. Trying to feed me that potion. Which, ironically, I guess would have freed me. But he couldn't open the damn thing. Opposable thumbs. Opposable thumbs. Even in death, he's useless. <laughs> <sighs> You've... I'm sorry. This, this, this all must seem terribly unkind and certainly unladylike, but you've no idea how relieved I am to be free of this. It's been a bad night. It's it has been a, been a terrible night to have this curse. Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible, in fact. But it's, it's over, I'd like to believe. Well, my mother gets back from Lothidar, she'll be in... Enthusiastic, I imagine, to the moon. Per perhaps try to ease her into yeah. it. Yeah. We do I'll need to come up with some form of story for her palette. To have a night. Well, I'm just gonna damn roll. Tell her what happened. If I mean, if you think that's for the best, you know your mother better than we do. I need a day to gather myself. I, I, I feel as if on the backswing of this, I have six months of emotions hitting me at once. And, pardon me, I don't feel I'm dealing with it properly. I apologize. I'm not this blunt and careless, but... It's completely understandable. <laughs> we if... will be the last people to judge you on that. And she takes a moment to try and compose herself as you enter the parlor. If you will give me this time to pull myself together, I would much like to be introduced properly. And now, I would very much like to accept your offer next year in the neighborhood. Very, very nice. I would love to make you a portrait. Now... You'll have to forgive my mother as well, I'm sure, as she may be quite aggressive in trying to return you back here. 
sooner rather than later, but I'm sure you've much else to deal with. I'll handle her as best I can and try to come to terms with whatever this is that's happened to me. But truly, thank you. All of you. You're very welcome. You don't know how many lives you've saved. Opelio took his life last fall, and my mother hosts events nearly weekly in the summer in that maze. She could have been the next victim. Well, you haven't just think... saved me, you've saved most, whether they know it or not. Well, we're just doing our part. No. Couldn't have just stood by after we discovered what was going on. As overbearing as she is, once the wine takes her, my own mother never had enough sight to see what was happening before her eyes. Again, not enough care to listen to the servants or even investigate for three, four of them disappearing. She just replaced them. She doesn't seem like she pays attention all that often. Well, She's to her gossip. credit, I suppose, nobody recovered the bodies. It's the next couple that went in and met the same fate, and eventually they just stopped tending to any but the outside of the hedges, figuring they'd leave it for the summer. But again, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm overwhelmed. I do hope you don't find it ungracious if I ask you to see yourselves off tomorrow morning. Not at all. We completely understand. Well, you have a lot to deal with. All of you, and Sir Stalwart especially, I very much look forward to your next visit. And when we finish the renovations and stockies, we would very much like for you to come visit us as well. And she uh, curtsies gently as she can in her nightgown as well. I suppose we retire then for the evening. Off to bed we and go. She breathes deep <laughs> and steps forward and kisses Nell on the cheek. Aww. Good night, Sister Stalwart. Yay! And then heads upstairs to her <laughs> wing of the house. Just so you know, that might wear off in a couple hours. I'm not sure. <laughs> what are you talking about? Don't worry about it. What did you do? Don't go to her bedroom tonight. <laughs> Didn't plan on it. Should I be afraid? Or maybe he should, I mean. <laughs> While the getting's good. <laughs> and with that, no. I feel that is a proper end to our session today. That is a good place Before to Nell can get himself into more trouble For again. once, not <laughs> on a Nell-related cliffhanger. But with one of the many problems of Murat dealt with. This Lovelorn's curse that had affected Sepsinia for like six months. <laughs> we yeah. Finally put to rest with her 
ex-fiance, also very much now put to rest. <laughs> Thank you, party, for hanging out an extra hour to make up some of the time from the technical difficulties.